from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Pokemon Presents was uh, pretty sleepy, but let's talk about what we love about 3DS and Wii U, because we only have like 30 days left, even less. Just when I thought I'd clawed myself away, finally, pull me right back. This episode's even better than Donkey Kong Jr. Math. I don't know how that's possible. one of the most awesome games of all times i never really played that game well that adds up <laughs> welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 360 we are now nbox 360 is where we are right here it's I, I i don't know i never had owned that system so i can't make any jokes about it uh wrap us in some towels and hopefully we won't uh die from the blinking red light isn't that what you had to do for those when they were when they were blinking wrap them mm-hmm. in, in like wet towels or something like that and yeah. pray, pray for it yeah. not to die <laughs> it's like the it's like almost like putting your phone in salt you cause it to overheat and it fixes it somehow it's, it's like when you have a fever and you have to put you in a in like an ice cold bath or something it's a similar thing was there something about sticking a virtual boy in the microwave as well or in the oven jeremy did that yes and yeah. it worked who we haven't uh who is this person we haven't introduced yet it's like who is that uh we are your hosts i'm trey finale of the finale johnson i'm jeremy the poll is final Mikowski. And I'm John, Rip Roaring Good Time Knitter. Yeah, Jeremy had a poll. I uh, Thankfully, I managed to see it before it was over, so I did vote on it. Oh, did you? I had it up for five days, so I was hoping that... Okay, yeah, so that no, I did... Yeah, your, your polls go longer than mine. Normally, I'd, I only put them up for like 24 hours if I do... Uh, I wanted more votes. Poll anything. I didn't even Last see time it. I did... It's on Twitter, so... Do you, you use Twitter? So you don't... You wouldn't yeah, use Twitter. Maybe, maybe I should... Uh, next time I do a poll, I should put it on the Facebook group as well. Yeah. We can just add the votes to You could. Yeah, you could put it on the community there. Which we had... Uh, we have a couple more people on there, actually, that I wanted to say hello to at the beginning here. Was that Andrew Valentine, who actually commented on last week's episode at, like, Under the Wire... Where we didn't get to it, but I said that I would read the comment this week. So Andrew said to the question about you know to last week when we were talking about uh, what we wanted to see in Legend of Zelda and what we did not want to see in Tears of the Kingdom. Andrew said, "Love to see skill trees, upgrades, proper RPG shit." <laughs> wow, that would be divisive, but I would <laughs> probably like at least some of those elements. Sure, I'd be into that. Uh, mechanics that would make me reconsider buying loot boxes, <laughs> but probably would still buy it. Thanks for okay. commenting, Andrew, and thanks for joining the Nintendo main community page also. I may very well have boycotted it if I found out they were loot boxes. I was like, what do they do? I'm not playing that shit. But then I would eventually buy it. Yeah, that would anyway. be pretty rough. Yeah, we would all still buy it. We'd just be mad about it. What was it? Did you? Did you, any of you watch like any of the PlayStation Direct that happened? No. 
No, I don't know. There was one because uh, it, it happened last week. I had it on the background while I was editing, and because uh, because there's that Suicide Squad game that's coming from Rockstar. You know who used to make good games? Oh yeah, but uh, right. that game looks Rocksteady. That game, or yeah, Rocksteady, not not Rockstar. Uh, anyway, that game looks terrible <laughs> from what I saw of it. It looks awful, and apparently, it, you have to be online at all times. Like that would probably be another thing that would make me not want to play Tears of the Kingdom if you're required to have an online connection at all times. You remember when that I was mean, a it's thing? I mean, like, it's like playing a cloud game. That was, well, yeah, but I mean, like 10 years ago, that was a big thing about like Xbox One, like possibly having to be required to connect it to the internet at all times, you know? Are you talking about the backlash with the uh, connect and all that? No, just the system was supposed to be able to to be connected to the internet at all times or you couldn't play it. Like, oh, okay. that, that was a whole that was a whole thing, like when Xbox One started. But I don't know. I mean, it's it basically looks like a shitty online show shooter i guess all the characters kind of are the same and they and and you like unlock i don't know people are mad about the way the weapons looked and all this other stuff and i thought the graphics looked terrible actually i was like this kind of looks bad i don't know i was like this is supposed to be next gen graphics like i don't get it but you know i'm old so i like uh game i like games that look like ps2 games but yeah i, I watched some of it and that was it was kind of just it was a snooze there was a whole lot of uh, vr stuff so you got to see a lot of first person shooters with the hands floating weirdly where i don't know how mm-hmm. where, how you would aim at anything but uh you know i guess that's vr first person shooters because they're trying to push the playstation vr or whatever also welcome to the nintendo main community jack cromwell and jack cromwell commented on jeremy arthur's post from last week jeremy arthur was talking about the uh weapons not breaking of course you know in the in the lieu of fire emblem engage and uh you know dungeons and all that and and jack said amen it was my sole issue with breath of the wild if they don't i hope they at least offer a way to repair regular items at a smith before they totally break i'd be into that that could be interesting i'd be into that yeah i think amending the um the, the weapons breaking system would would be good to make it them break less frequently or or as was suggested to have them uh repair you know, repair the weapons or you know bolster the weapons in some way maybe if you like an animal crossing or whatever how you can get gold and combine it with something to make something stronger that'd be that'd be interesting i do like the weapons breaking i like that it that it forces you to to switch up your your game every once in a while and try something new i think that's that's a good thing i don't want to see it go away but to fix it up i think would be a good thing yeah, I felt the same way when I was playing it originally that I was like, yeah, it's uh, it makes you play like every weapon that you have, or at least like yep. use more that maybe you wouldn't use because you kind of have to because you run out of them. And I wasn't really that mad about it. Uh, last week, actually, Jeremy recommended, and we should do this, that like maybe like the first like week or two before Tears of the Kingdom, like each of us mm. plays a little bit of Breath of the Wild again, and we'll just like come try to come back and just talk about it. You know, you don't have to play sure. the whole thing, obviously, because it's like a 200 hour ass game. Maybe just like the uh, Greater Plateau or something. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm I'm planning on most of the time I do anyway. When I'm excited for a new Zelda, I'll always play some of whatever the last Zelda was just to like pump myself up. Because you know, when it gets to like the last week and you just can't wait anymore, I'll just start playing whatever the one was before. I did the same thing for Breath of the Wild. I played a uh, Skyward Sword before that came out just to get myself, you know, just because I was excited. And I wanted to play Zelda, and that was like the newest Zelda that I had at the time. So I remember when the first Zelda came out, you were playing the game and watch like all the time. <laughs> Like yeah, I never played that first Zelda until way after I played all the other ones. So that doesn't work. Anyway, but yeah, I know that'd be something cool. We could just like kind of, and it'll remind it more, you know, give it, make it better in your memory for when you actually play Tears of the Kingdom. And, and it'll be interested for me to actually like play Breath of the Wild on my Switch because I played it all on Wii U. So, mm-hmm. you know, I played a you little bit more. I played, a, I played a little bit of on Switch, but not very much. And also you can play it in VR, which I did play it. 
like that <laughs> Whoa. With, with my cardboard VR. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I've been feeling more and more motivated to go back to Breath of the Wild uh, as the release date comes up because I, I've still haven't 100%, 100%ed it. And, you know, I'm wondering, like, when this new has, one has comes anyone? out, <laughs> uh, when the new one comes out, you know, will that ever happen? When I've got another, you know, two hundred hour game or whatever to to plow through, mm-hmm. so that's what, that's what, that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, kind of. Maybe this I, week. I think all I did uh, on the Switch version because I played, you know, I played it in, in, in its entirety on the Wii U. I, uh, I I bought a Switch version one, you know, just to have an extra one, and I got it for like thirty bucks from my brother in law, which is a great deal. Because he had two, because he got one from a credit card, some sort of credit card bonus or something like that. And uh, anyway, I was like, yeah, I'll fuck around with it. So, you know, I got off the plateau and I just did some of the shrines and that was about it. You know, I didn't really, maybe I put like 20 hours into it, maybe, or maybe more around like 10 or 15. But but yeah, I'd be, you know, I'll, I'll go back and try it again while we're waiting for, for that yeah, sort of thing. I actually have like restarted the game multiple times in the past several years, but it's been well over a year since I played it last. I think it even told me on the, <laughs> when I looked on the, uh, oh, the yeah. thing that it had been over a year. When, since you're, when, you're, when you're trying to it find started. Yeah. When you're trying to so find anyway, space for that, what 20 gigs about is what the new one's going to be. It's, it's the largest Nintendo game that has ever, well, that, my, that ever will be wild. released. Well, Nintendo made game, but still my breath of the wild is physical. And as far as I know, there's nothing installed on the system to make it run unless I mean, other than the save file or whatever, but I don't think it's been updated or anything, has it? Well, of course it has, because they've added the DLC, yeah. I mean, the digital version of Tears of the Kingdom is going to be like 19 gigs or something like that, which is pretty high for a Nintendo game through the eShop. I'll probably buy the digital version. I mean, the main reason I had the physical version was because I was hoping to get it the same day as the Switch in the mail. Oh, yeah, you ordered yours too, right? You didn't do... I guess this should be stuff we should talk about later on the topic since we're talking, since we're going to more in the death of the Wii U and all that stuff. There was one more comment that we had last week that we didn't get get to yet because it was after the fact and i just want to say it again just because it's nice that somebody out there has realized the greatness of rhythm sprout joel responding to me uh recommending that he plays rhythm sprout on switch uh he came back and was like guys how did you come across rhythm sprout this game is awesome and i agree that game is badass play it somebody i feel like it's caught being caught in the shadow of uh the final fantasy game which sucks because rhythm sprout is actually really 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 solid game yeah the at rhythm and it's like a a tenth of the price of that so i think it's worth it's worth checking out it's great if you like rhythm games if you like guitar hero and you like uh quirky adventure stuff involving rhythm you should check it out or if you just like good games you should try it out or if you like sprouts yeah well and it has funny stuff about vegetables and fruits and all that shit and candy uh but speaking of good games why don't we start off as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing i uh i did it i i completed the milestone i was afraid i wouldn't get to it but i finally beat as i said is my nickname the finale of the of the finale which is what uh i have fury says when you get to when you get to him fawful it's what fawful yes. says i beat mario and luigi uh superstar saga today finally wow. finally finally and oh my god that last boss is still stupid like yeah. it is like and i didn't even and we've we've talked about it before there's a so the final boss of the game uh the main character is uh cactletta and and uh they mm-hmm. they basically um possess bowser and become bowletta it's like the first um hang on i might forget what bowsette oh sure yeah it's like mm-hmm. bowsette before bowsette well it's like you fight cactletta earlier in the game and you beat cactletta and then, like, fa- uh, whatever, Fawful, like, takes, uh, or Fawful, uh, basically takes the spirit or the soul or whatever of Cacletta and, like, keeps it in a jar and then later, like, pours it into a, a KO'd Bowser. And that's how the Bowletta comes about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you fight Bowletta and, uh, it, you know, you, you think it's just going to be, like, a regular boss battle. 
And it is for a while, but then what happens is this little, like, I'm giving full spoilers here, whatever. This game is, like, old. Uh, but uh, this little, like, bomb, like, kind of comes up behind you and explodes and, and practically nearly kills Mario and Luigi. And they get eaten by Bowletta, and you have to fight, like, the insides of Bowletta. But what was so annoying about it is, like, after the bomb explodes on you, you have one HP of life. So And you have so you have to go through how many at- attacks Bowletta's going to throw at you before you can actually get to healing yourself and all that stuff, which was what was incredibly annoying about it, because yeah, you can easily just die right there, and then you got to go all the way back to the beginning and fight the beginning again and blah, 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 and go through all that. And that was why I could never get through it. But also, I've, I've gotten past the, H, the one HP part before, and I realized this time even still, those like attacks are very, very... If you don't like dodge all of them, you can easily get KO'd in like one in like one round if you're not careful. So you have to be really, really careful. There's this move where uh, a Bowletta like basically like swings their arms around and you have to like jump both of them with Mario and Luigi and you can control both of them independently of each other by pressing A and B. So you have to kind of like do like a delayed jump over both of them. But sometimes the arm is up, whereas if you jump, you'll get hit by it. And sometimes the arm is down and it changes randomly and it'll go... It'll go past you, and then it'll turn around and go back. And sometimes it goes like five or six times. It's basically the same as fucking uh, Mr. Macho Man from, uh, or Super Macho Man from fucking uh, Super Punch-Out. Like the same sort of thing where sometimes he'll spin like six times. You know, yeah. and if you can't dodge it, like if you're not in time with it enough, you get knocked the fuck out. That's the same with this game. Like if you don't dodge like all of those hits, you can totally get KO'd even with full life. It happened to me. But thankfully, the Nintendo Switch Online has Rewind. And Rewind saved my ass plenty of times because otherwise, like I would have been, I would have died probably like five or six times, like trying to play it, trying to fight this fucking dude again. And, uh, and yeah, it's the fun thing with Rewind is you can rewind all the way back to your beginning move that you did and, and heal yourself. Instead of like just fighting the guy and all this shit, and it was a it was a very very tense uh, battle, and I made it through finally. And then there's like a Metroid ending where it's like, uh, okay, now it's gonna explode in like this amount of time, and you have to get out of there. And I'm like, what? Like that? Like that made me sweat even more. But it's thankfully they give you a lot of time. They give you like three minutes to get out of there, and it's it took me like two, 20 seconds or something. It really it really didn't take that long. But are there enemies trying to like slow you down on the way out? Or no, nah, there, there's no enemies. It's just it's just puzzles. Like there's there there you still have to do like some puzzle type stuff like there's a there's a reoccurring thing where you um whereas as mario you you use the hammer to pound luigi into the ground you know so then he'll go into the ground and you can go under doors and you can also like go up into um uh, barrels and that sort of thing and there's a barrel part where you have to go inside of the barrel and then mario has to jump on the barrel and then hit the and then hit the switch with the hammer on top of luigi there's like stuff like that but uh it's i i like automatically did a safe state like right after i beat the beat the guy with three minutes and and then i like you know i kind of fucked up the part with the barrel so then i rewound it all the way back to like three minutes again and started again and did it flawlessly the next time it's because i don't know you know you don't know what they're gonna throw at you here and flawless and it's taken me so long to get through the game you know like when did this game come out i don't remember but i was in i mean i think it was like 2003 or something like that i think it was uh, yeah 2003 2003 probably because i remember playing it at my apartment on cortez and i think i just moved there so I, i remember playing it through that winter or something but regardless i finally made it through and uh yeah that boss is still like a total piece of shit like still Still, in the end, uh, it's still a terrible, terrible boss. 
Yeah, those those like the shit they throw at you like just really really hurts. And and even though I kind of I kind of broke the game a little bit, which I didn't even uh, which I didn't even know about this until after the fact. But I don't know if you ever heard of this, Jeremy. But if you there's a thing called like the mushroom boost or like the mushroom whatever mushroom strength. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you get a shit ton of mushrooms, like all of your attacks will be higher. To the point where some of the characters, some of the bad bosses, you can defeat in a couple and in, in like a couple uh, rounds, I didn't which know I, which I did multiple times, and uh, I didn't even know about it. Like I just, uh, you know, just because I was using mushrooms so much to heal yourself, because that's the only thing you can. You don't have heal heal powers or anything like that. You don't have like healing spells or whatever. So, uh, so I basically once I had enough money, I went and I bought ninety nine mushrooms, and then I kind of noticed that I, that all of a sudden some of my some of my attacks, like some of my bro attacks, were hitting like over a hundred. And and a lot of these, you know, a lot of these bosses don't have that much HP. Like I, I knocked down all of the, um, and you have to fight all the Koopa kids at the end. And that was knocking them down like within a couple rounds, like just with doing like the chopper attack and like the uh, the other one where you hit him with a hammer and he lands on him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of looking at secrets on Mario Luigi, and then I found that mushroom boost thing on there, and I'm like, oh, uh, I totally did that by accident because I felt like my characters had gotten stronger. Because I had 99 mushrooms, so I basically bought as many mushrooms as I could to try to keep my characters up there. But even uh, even with the mushroom boost, like that final boss was still was still like a total dick. Like it was still like I was like sweating the whole time. And you know, we recorded a Patreon episode a couple days ago, so I edited that. So I didn't think I was going to have enough time to get through Mario and Luigi. But I finished the edit last night, and I played it for like a couple hours, and then I played it for an hour today, and I finally got through it. But it was uh, it was tense. That's was pretty like, monumental. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... I was sweating the whole time, even though I know I can like rewind and like save state and all this shit. But still, it's fucking nerve wracking. And right when we got to right when like Bowletta started blowing fire at me, I automatically knew the music because I'd heard it so many times before because I had played this fucking boss so many dumb times. And yeah, it was like, oh no, now I remember this now. I remember this fucking music, and I remember this fucking All dude. All the trauma and, came pouring back. Yeah, and it's a hard boss because there's like there's four things. There's like the head and the two arms, and you have to kill the head and the arms in order for the heart to open, and then you can attack the heart. But then the heart will close, and then the head and the arms come back, and then you have to kill the head and the arms for the heart to open again, and then you have to attack the heart. So like, there's all these like things you have to do before you can actually damage the part of the boss that will you know make them die. So so it's it's a long process, and I I don't know I don't know how long it took me to get through it, but I I got through it finally. But those uh yeah the the all the shit that Fawful says at the end is pretty uh amazing. Like I I think he said like I will fight you with nervousness or something like that. Like the way he. <laughs> The way he talks is great, and and I you know I watched I saw the credits of course, and uh, our boy Bill Trinan you know localized that shit, so way to go! All the cra- a lot of the crazy yeah, fawfulness. Uh, there was another guy in there too that I didn't recognize. It's before you eat yeah, all the Bill donuts and, and got fired yeah. for it, but it was um yeah, it's a uh, it's a hell of a game, and I'm glad that I got through it. And it's not that long, you know, it took me about twenty hours is what it said on the thing, but it's a uh, I'm glad I'm glad I finally made it through. It's a uh, it was it was fun. It was a fun game to play through. But I just that that last yeah that last boss last boss trauma there from that guy. Oof. But I I, w- I was gonna be sad if I would come and I'd be like oh no I didn't do it didn't get through it. Oh but when I but when I got to the one HP you know when they when they like suck you suck you in and all that he didn't attack me. This is like the first time I've ever fought him when he didn't attack me when I had one hit point. All he did was he did the buff. He did like the extra power buff. So I had a chance to re to heal myself right then. But that's never happened to me. In all the however many times I played this boss, like they've never like let me go on that on that one on the one hit point round there. So that was like I was like, okay, well that's way easier than I thought it would be. So, but still, like I said, you still got to dodge the fuck out of everything because it's because everything hits very very hard. Oh, and, and the very last credit is uh, 
letting everyone know that Gino is still owned by Squaresoft, which I thought was funny. <laughs> after all the after all the credits are done, it says uh, it says Gino is owned by Squaresoft because you see uh because Gino shows up in the arcade when you go to the um to the mushroom town. Uh, Gino's in the corner when you're playing when you're playing the arcade game there. There's a little like puppet that just kind of hangs on the side that talks to you. So that was uh there was a little bit of uh Gino love, you know, before uh whatever happened with Smash Brothers before it became a me costume, you know, and that's all we really got from him. But yeah, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga beat done. Get out of here. But I recommend nice. I recommend playing it. I mean. It's a very hard game, but I think your I think your nephew should still play it because it is a great it's a great game. It's very enjoyable, but it will beat the shit out of you if you're not careful. <laughs> so it's a learning experience, I guess. <laughs> but I think it's still be he should still try to play it. So that made you want to go and try uh, Dream Team as well again. I actually started playing Dream Team before I beat Mario and Luigi because uh, yeah, Dream Team was the lo- was like the last one that I played a lot of, and I thought I'd just see where see where I was at. You know, because I, I remember being pretty close to the end of Dream Team, and then I stopped for whatever reason. I and mean, we could do a whole episode on that, like random places we stopped at at games and why we did, which we'll probably never know. But uh, I, I, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to boot up Dream Team on 3DS and see where I am and, and see how close I was. And I was like maybe like one room, maybe two rooms away from like the end of the game to like where the bosses are. And there wasn't even any, any people for me to fight. I just had to go through like two rooms in like the, in the Dream Bowser Castle at the end. And then there's three bosses and I'm actually still stuck on the third boss. So I didn't beat that one. I was hoping to come, I was hoping to show up with both of them beat but i couldn't make it through dream team but uh but i did i beat the first two bosses and the first boss is really hard because you know these ever since uh, bowser's inside story they've kind of been really into like doing the book you know like doing the 3ds the book way you know where you like hold it like this and mm. play on the side or whatever so you have to play uh you have to play dream bowser with dream luigi so you fight bowser with the giant luigi and uh, you have to control it all on the stylus, and you also use it also uses gyro and all that. So they basically were using all the shit that the, that the 3DS had to offer at the time. And uh, dodging by uh, by drawing on the screen with the stylus can get kind of old after a while because if you don't do it at the right exact spot, you'll get hit. And in this one, it's like if you're not dodging on everything, you can get knocked out really easily. So it was uh, yeah. And there's and there's like a gyro dodging part where you have to like dodge through all these stars, and if you hit any of them, you got to start all over again. And there's all sorts of and there's no rewind in this either or save states like in the other one so so it can be nerve-wracking too but I, I beat that the giant bowser one and then i beat the dream person whatever whoever the fucking bad guy was and then i had to go back to the regular world and feet and fight dream bowser because he ate the dream star whatever that was so he becomes yeah. like ultra ultra super hard ass bowser and that one's not as i mean it's it's not as hard as like the superstar superstar saga one it's just really, really annoying because, like, when you when you start hurting Bowser, he'll kind of he'll go into the background and start eating these giant steaks in the back, and he'll get his life back. And then he throws like twenty guys at you that you have to beat at a certain amount of time to get him to stop eating the steaks. So it's really fucking annoying because every time he gets hurt, he goes and heals himself. I'm sure we've talked about that before. It's uh, one of the most annoying things that bosses do when they can uh, when they can like heal themselves. I always, yeah. I always hate it so much. And it even sucks that they throw you like they throw all these bad guys at you and you have to kill all of them before he comes back. So if you don't have like a really strong uh, 
bros move or whatever that'll that'll attack everybody at once then it's gonna take you a long time and he's gonna get all his life back so it's just really frustrating in that way like the moves aren't really that hard to dodge it's just like you're not getting anywhere because you you'll fight him and then it'll go and he'll heal everything and it's like what the fuck so i'm actually missing a, a bros move that i guess i should have that, that attacks everybody so i might have to just like just go back to the save and just to try to go back and find it i don't know where it is i don't know if you can warp in this game and go to different places like i think it's in a dream world somewhere I didn't, I didn't have to look it up, you know, but I looked at, I looked at strategy guide cause you know, I mean, you need to for a lot of this stuff. It's not, you can't just like come up with it on your own, but it was, you know, it was fun to play the 3ds again, I guess. <laughs> it's so weird playing it on its side like that, but it's kind of sucks that you can't really, you can't really do that in anything in any other game. You know, it's hard to bring like stuff like, uh, like this or Bowser's inside story to the switch, because how would you, like, how would you, uh, convey that, you know, with the playing it on your, you know, with the big tall, like fighting each other on each screen and all that, like. I don't know how you would do that. Like even even Bowser's Inside Story, the DS game, like never came to never came to Wii U because they didn't really know they didn't know how to how to do that. You know how to make it like I guess you could play it on your Wii U like on the side or something, but it still doesn't mm-hmm. give the same effect. You know, so they never really they never really did that one. But yeah, hopefully hopefully I have it done by next week. But yeah, I, uh, I also I dug out my uh, Paper Jam game. I have that physical. I found it. Oh boy. So yeah, I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna try to go through and, and play them all. I have to beat the only now that I've only now I've only beat two. I guess I've only beaten uh, Bowser's uh, no uh, Superstar Saga and uh, Partners in Time. Those are the only two I beat. So I'll have to go back and. I recommend you try Color Splash next. No, that's a different. Those are different games. I'm talking about the Mario <laughs> and Luigi games, not the Paper Mario. Quantic Dream. Yeah, Quantic Dream games. Uh, Alpha Dream? <laughs> Sorry, I meant Al- Alpha Dream. Quantic Dreams is something else. Uh, yeah, Al- Alpha Dream. It's it's so sad that they went under, too. But, I mean, it's, you know, re-releasing Superstar Saga and Bowser's Inside Story right at the time of Switch and people just not giving a fuck. And- How does it feel playing your uh, 3DS after having, you know, gotten used to that OLED screen on your new Switch? I like the 3DS. I don't know. It doesn't really, screen's it, fine. Doesn't, doesn't really bother me that much. I don't really, well, I guess, I'm like, I don't play handheld that much. Like, when I'm editing in here, I'll put it on the Try One and play it through there, but mm. it didn't really bother me playing the 3DS. I, I put the 3D on for a little bit, you know, to just, you know, as I normally do, I turn on the 3D. I'm like, oh, it looks cool, and then I turn it off, <laughs> you know. But no, I mean, it's, I like, I like the 3DS, so it's, it's fun to play it again. I always liked the system. And Dream Team was a game that I really liked, and I don't know why I gave up when I was in the final castle of the game, but I did. So I was, that's why I was like, I wonder how far I was. And you I probably was just had a lot end. of other stuff going on at the time, like other games. Sure, they probably weren't actually out. When, when did that game come out? What was the year that was released? Stream Team. That was pre-Switch, right? Oh yeah, no, it was pre-Switch. It was. Uh, I don't. I don't was know. It during I mean, during we, the podcast, though. I mean, Jess and I were dating because I remember. I remember talking mm-hmm. about uh, Dream Team. It was. Uh, it was in the year of Luigi. If you remember when the year of Luigi was, that was when it came. Okay. out. Was it twenty thirteen? Mm-hmm. Okay, then it came out in twenty thirteen. Damn, that was almost a decade ago. July twelfth, twenty thirteen. Luigi, the Mario and Luigi Dream Team. So, so there, there it is. You're correct. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, it, it's you know, it was a game I liked a lot because it had so much. Uh, you know, it was all about Luigi. It was all about our boy Luigi, and I liked his ability to uh, fall asleep on command because I can do that too. <laughs> I'm a, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty good sleeper. I, I slept over 24 hours twice in my life, so uh, not to brag, but I liked. Uh, I remember IGN uh, saying that that was. They're like, there's nobody that can just fall asleep on command like that. I'm like, I can. I can do it. Like you don't you know, you power. don't know, man. You don't know the true sleep powers. You're like the Jigglypuff of the real world. <laughs>
Sure. So yeah, I'll, I'll have I'll have that done by next week. I think. I mean, I'm on like I'm I'm like in the middle of the last boss right now. Like it's it's you know I I I clapped I put it together and it's all you know it's saved in there and all that. So which is the thing I always you know still the greatest thing about the 3ds is just you know like there like there he is there's Bowser right there. You can just be uh you can just be like nope pause auto pause best auto pause ever. Uh, let's see what else. Um, you kickstarted a game. I did kickstart a game. Yes. I kickstarted a game that I found on Twitter. I have to find that. Um, I kickstarted a game called Ultra Pro Wrestling, and uh, okay. it, it's basically—I uh, don't know if you were able to watch the video I put it on Slack. It's—it's it's basically um, the, the the 64 games, like exactly, like not changing anything. Um, it looks exactly like uh, W, you know, WW, WCW uh, Revenge and uh, WWF No Mercy, like all that stuff. Um, it's basically trying to recreate those games, and if you watch the video, it looks exactly the same as those games, just with different skins on the characters. And the person is basically, yeah, trying to recreate those. Uh, it's 100% confirmed as coming to Nintendo Switch. So I, I got the um, the level where you get the Nintendo Switch physical because that was the only one that said that you would get it for Switch specifically. Everything else said Steam. But if you read through all of the description, it says that they're that they're going to bring it to Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. And they said guaranteed physical copy of of the Nintendo Switch one, which I thought was like, oh shit, you know, that's pretty crazy. But they, yeah, they're they're trying to they're basically trying to remake the um, the sixty four games. But uh, but basically, they've created their own wrestlers and their own federations and all that stuff and their own stories around them, which I thought was pretty cool. So you don't need to be up on whatever you know. There's a lot of federations out there, but they made their own people. You know, just to just to wrestle in the game, and there's all these different rings and stuff. You can play like you know in the like the six corner ring or whatever, depending on you know what whatever federation you're in. And it looks really cool. And it's you know it's like if I'm gonna support anything, I felt like I should support this game. And it's always nice to buy a game for yourself that you don't need to worry about until however many years down the road, and you'll have a free game coming to you. So I mean, it's not technically free, but it feels free. By well, I mean, I mean, time. I mean, free by the time you get it, you don't have to like worry about having money to buy it or whatever. You're getting a gift from your past self. Exactly, that's a better way to look at it. And I was like, you know what? If there's anything I want to, uh, if you watch the intro here, they're basically taking the same uh, WCW Revenge intro and putting their own characters in there. So it looks very, very familiar if you remember. Yeah, yeah, that's the exact. It's the exact same movement as as the WCW intro. So you you recognize you recognize the way the characters move and the moves that they do and all that. But you know, I thought it looked really cool. And uh, yeah, I support these type of games. We need more N64 wrestling games on Switch. Go for it. I recommend everybody check it out. It's called. Uh, I can put a link for it. Ultra Pro Wrestling is what it's called. But uh, look it up. Um, it's like probably the first time I've kickstarted anything. Because I think the uh, Sea of Stars one wasn't even kickstarted. It was like GoFundMe or something like that. But regardless, yeah, game looks great. I, I'll put a, I'll put a link on the show. And also, uh, what was it? I played I played Double Dragon 2 while I was editing the podcast yesterday. Because we did a, we did a Patreon episode about our favorite player 2s. Mm-hmm. So I tried to beat Double Dragon 2. And I did, I did the whole thing where you start with two players and put it on B mode. And you beat the shit out of your second player. So you get four extra lives. So you have seven lives, like, going all the way through it. And I got all the way to the end, and I died, and I got a game over. And that's it. There's no continues. So it's very shitty. So I didn't beat it. How were you playing it? On what system? On the Switch. On Switch. Okay. I played on the Switch through NSO. You know, I got out my old NES and just started playing it through there. Well, you didn't want to rewind it? I did rewind it. I rewinded it a bunch, and I still ran out of lives at the end. Because yeah. the because it's incredibly unfair, and the character's very hard to hit. Gotcha. I, I mean, I rewound all of the uh, stupid deaths where you accidentally jump into the spikes and stuff like that. But still, like, by... 
from just trying to fight the guys, I still ran out of lives. But it was uh, it was fun enough for what it is. I got this game. I mentioned it last week. I got this game called City of Brass, which is another great editing game. It's a rogue. It's a roguelite like FPS. I don't know which one it means. I don't know what rogue, but the difference between roguelite and roguelike. But it's one of those type games where everything is different every time you die. You know where the world is all changed. Yeah. And, and it's a fir- it's a first person shooter. I called it a first person shooter last week because it takes place in like uh, the Aladdin times or whatever. Uh, there's a you basically go through the game, you find treasures, and you gain money and you use money to buy abilities from genies. So it's very Aladdin-like. But it's, you know, as you, you try to get as far as you can and you get experience points after you die. And when you when you gain enough levels, you start unlocking different classes, which have different weapons and stuff like that. And, and that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of been the, the hook on it. But it looks really good, actually. Like, I thought the graphics look great. Uh, it has people who worked on Bioshock or on it, who worked on it. And it was on sale for like $2. I got it for $1.99, which is actually nothing because I got that free money from last week. That's right. But yeah, it's a, it's been a great. It's probably the best one of the best two dollar games I've ever gotten. I think it was regular like twenty or thirty bucks or something like that. So I was like, damn, this game's great, especially for getting it for like nothing. But it was a fun editing game. It was a good like podcast game, you know. To just after I was done editing, I just listened to some other stuff and just kind of ran around and got my ass kicked. And I got to like the second level. That's as far as I can get. But you know, we'll see how long I'll play it before I get tired of it. I'm not very good at it, but I think it's fun at least that you that you gain experience points and you get stuff for for dying, you know. That's the whole that's the whole uh hook to it, you know, where it's like, "Oh, well now I have this class, so I can try." I just unlocked the class where you can throw knives at people. So, uh most of the time you have to you have also you have like a whip. You have a whip and a sword when you start out as your main character, so you're not really shooting. You're more like, you know, going up to people and cutting them with the with the sword. But with the whip, you can actually like uh you can grab the treasures with the whip, so you can have things like pull to you and stuff like that, and you can and you can stun the characters with the whip or you can whip them in the legs and you can trip them and knock them down like on their knees and then kind of come up and hit them. And there's all these different, uh, these little different demon, uh, supernatural looking characters flying around and all that that you have to fight. And, and there's traps and, and you can like use your whip to like, kind of like grab them and pull them into the traps or you can like push them into traps and stuff like that. There's different things you can do, but yeah, it's a, uh, it was really fun for $1.99. And also the last thing I went to go see, uh, a band called the Proto Men. Uh, my, definitely my favorite video game band. See your t-shirt. It's, uh, it says Proto Men. This is a shirt that I got at the show. This is from the second album of Proto Men. Has a picture cool of, design. A, of a dude holding yeah, like a giant a, robot attacking the city. No, it's it's a actually it's a guy holding a lady that's like yeah. almost dead or something, mm-hmm. and there's a city behind him. Uh, if you aren't familiar with Proto Men, uh, they uh they have uh, they have like two albums. Their first album was heavily influenced on uh, by uh met by Mega Man Three. So it's basically the story of Mega Man Three, but very much more, and as like this rock opera, and it's great. They make they you know that's they they kind of create their own world around it where Doctor Light uh, created Proto Man to save the to save the humans from the robots and all that stuff but but Proto Man died is what was in the story and then then Mega Man was made after that to go fight the robots but then when Mega Man makes it to the robots he finds out that Proto Man did not die that Proto Man actually lives and that Proto Man has become one of the robots and there's this whole song of Mega Man and Proto Man like talking back and forth and it's great that's wonderful and that's basically the story of it is do they really just have two albums. Yeah, they only have two albums. I'm well, they have they have four albums technically, but two of them are cover albums. Okay. Because so, I, I looked into it because I haven't listened to them in a long time. And the last album I bought was the second album, which was still like, you know, it was still kind of about like Mega Man, but it was much more like they kind of had their own story. Like it didn't really follow the games as much and all that. 
but uh but it had you know it sounded great but they um because i wanted to buy you know i wanted to buy record i wanted to buy a record of the first or second album which they didn't have the only thing they had is they just came out with a with a queen cover album which they did which i'm sure is well and fine but i'm not that into cover albums and they did another one before that that was just like covers of music from action movies and stuff like that the cover up is what it was called of course cover up cover songs but they have a single that you can get which has two songs from from the third album and uh, they were selling the record of that for 10 bucks i bought it online for two dollars on on itunes and they played those songs at the show but they're always like you know they're 100 percent rock like they're very much like they got a whole like show to it you know they got the Mm -hmm. the dude dressed as a robot that'll come out and talk to you about and they did this whole thing where like when they sung about proto man they like had that guy like bring out the proto man helmet and like lower it onto the lead singer and like Mm-hmm. Or like bring out the Mega Man helmet, which is basically just like a motorcycle helmet that's like painted blue or whatever, but it's still like is great. And they actually have like a microphone inside of the helmet because like when they put on the Proto Man helmet, there's an XLR plug on the back of it, and they plug it into the helmet. So that's like awesome. he so he sings through mm-hmm. the helmet, which is great. They I think they've always done that, but because the Proto Man helmet like covers all of your face, you know. So and the same thing with the guy with the robot mask, like he had a mic inside of his, inside of his mask somewhere too, because he wasn't singing with the whatever but yeah no they were really cool and there's a band that played before them i think they're cybertronic spree or something is what they were called but they were all dressed up like transformers so uh they sung songs from the transformers movie the the only good one the animated one from the 80s so they sung like uh you know you got the power like stuff like that and uh they sung dare to be stupid the weird owl song of course that was on yeah and uh yeah yeah, it was, it was it like was, it his was Devo sort of. Yeah, yeah, his Devo launch. song, which wasn't really. Yeah, it was a parody of the Devo style instead of a mm. parody of a Devo song. But yeah, they did. They did Dare to Be Stupid, and they played. There's like three or four songs in the Transformers movie, and they played all of them. And they were dressed as like Hot Rod, and I forget what the the female, the one female uh, <laughs> robot was the was the main singer and uh, Megan Fox and uh, no <laughs> a Uni- <laughs> Unicron and uh, and the judge that has the three heads. Where they go to that mm. planet, which is really cool, was really cool looking. They were they were a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and the drummer was um, the boombox one, the one that turns into the tape sound player. wave, sound wave, yeah. And they had really good costumes, and it was all like you know, it was all cardboard, and yeah, they looked great. And they came out and played with the proto men, so they obviously like waited like an hour, like in their fucking giant robot costumes, and then came back, or maybe they took them off and put them back on. But I like to believe that they just wore them the whole time. They just powered down in the back, yeah, <laughs> recharged for a little bit. And and proto men like played with them too, like they kind of like. They, you know, both mm-hmm. shared the stage for different songs and stuff like that. And it's been years since I've seen them. And they played at Reggie's, which is one of my favorite venues. I, I like that venue. I know Jeremy's been there. Like, would we got well, a big picture of uh, Wesley Willis on the wall, right? Yeah, and now there's a big picture of Lemmy right next to Wesley Willis as well. So, cool. Lemmy's also dead. That's true. Because I, I always try to find that Wesley Willis picture, and I looked at it, and there was a big picture of Lemmy right next to it. So, I was like, got two of the greats there. So, yeah, that's that. That's that for me. Okay, well, I don't really have a lot to talk about this week. Um, I've had a pretty busy week. You know, in a good way, I've just been busy. But um, I've been busy, too, obviously. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying, like, I just, the real reason that I haven't played really anything this week other than more Elden Ring is because I started playing a new game plus immediately after we stopped recording last week. <laughs> immediately after you said that you wouldn't play Elden Ring anymore, <laughs> you went right I back I started my new game plus, <laughs> and I am currently in, I am currently the fourth to last boss of the game damn so i've already almost beat it again wow but the thing about new game plus in this is it's really fun because you're just way stronger they give you everything 
Yeah, the only thing you lose are the runes you get from the god, like the bosses themselves. But when you go back to the bosses, you're just like so OP. And I mean, not to mention I have my um, mimic tier, which is a copy of myself that I summon. And so there's two of me, two strong me's fighting all the bosses. And yeah, I kill the fuck out of them usually. So yeah, I'm already back to the end of that game. And so I thought it was pretty appropriate. You know, this is Nintendo, but uh, never saw finally did announce an expansion. They didn't say when exactly it was coming out or anything like that. But um, yeah, there's finally like DLC other than just the uh, they added Coliseum stuff like a month or two ago, I think. I haven't really messed with that because I don't really do PvP other than when they make you do it for the story. There's a like one point where you have to to uh, in order to get to a certain part of the map. But uh, whatever it is, it should be cool. It's called Shadow of the Erd Tree. So. I don't know. I I don't feel that weird for playing through it again because I was kind of just seeing like if I could speed run through it in a week. So I just kind of like set myself this sort of like uh, goal of like, can I beat it by the next episode and say that I'm two times old and Lord? But no, I haven't done that. Um, but I am going to get a different ending. So that's one reason to do it. And I've only gained like three levels. So I went from level, I think I finished the game at level like 206. And I played almost all the way through it again, and I'm at level 209. So that should give you an idea of how the the scaling of the experience points goes as you go from level to level, um, how much it increases. It's almost 400,000 for me to level up right now. So that means something to people who play. But yeah, the like the bosses at most will give you like, I think there's one boss that gives you like 300,000 towards the end. And that's not even enough for me to level up with. So it's definitely not. So I, I compare it to Chrono Trigger, actually, as being my favorite new game plus I've played since that. Because Chrono Trigger is very much the same. You keep everything, and you keep your levels, and you're just, like, trashing every boss you get to. Until you get back to the end again, and then it's, like, all over again. You're, like, having a hard time with Lavos or whatever, if you did before. This is the same way. So, like, I got to this boss that you know, is one of the harder ones, and even though I'm, like, super leveled up, it's still tough, so... I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do about my addiction to this game. But one good thing is I did a poll. We mentioned it at the top of the show. Um, yeah, I did a poll on my Twitter and I said, hey, what should I play next in the Soul series? Specifically games I already own. I like that one of those also wasn't in the Soul series. Oh, I'm sorry. Souls like there was an extra one in there that I voted for that wasn't that wasn't the. Uh... Oh, you voted for that. OK, OK. I think you were the other ones. I think there was more so than I, put, I thought there was more than just one. Oh, yeah. Maybe there were two. I only I didn't get a lot of votes, but it's still. I think next time, if you're interested, viewers, let us know or listeners, <laughs> let us know. But uh, I could post the the uh, poll also on Facebook, like we said earlier, that maybe we could get a little more reach and a little more feedback. But the games I listed were uh, Dark Souls remake that I have on the Switch. Dark Souls 3, which I just got last week. Shauna bought it for me. John, you weren't here for that, but mm. I, I bought Shauna a ring finally because we're engaged. So we went out ring shopping. I bought her a ring. Thank you. Yeah, we're still engaged. Very very cool. And, uh, very cool looking ring. It like changes color too, right? The stone. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. it reacts to the light or something like that. I don't yeah. know if you understand. Yeah, just, but, uh, just told me about it because uh, super into rocks, but yeah, it's heard it's very cool. Yeah, uh, we went and got is. the ring, and then afterwards she's like, do you want to go to Disc Replay? I'll buy you a game. I was like, yes, I feel okay with that. So, I had, her buy, so I had her buy me Dark Souls 3, so that was cause sort of like my... <laughs> It's your ring. <laughs> kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, is is it... You can wear the disc on your... Well, you, you could, she was like, break. is this like Elden Ring? I was like, well, no. Yeah. But it's. I guess it's the same company, so... 
It sure. is, though, kind of. It's, but, it um, still is. It's close enough. So, whole, so anyway, yeah. So here's the games I've got. Uh, Dark Souls Remake, which I have on Switch. Dark Souls 3. Uh, Bloodborne. And uh, Tunic was the other one I listed, which was outside of the series. But Trey's beat it, and I really feel like I should beat it. That was the one that I voted for was Tunic. <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, you still should beat that. You really liked it, and then you fell off of it. I think I screwed myself over. Because you lost the shotgun. You didn't find the shotgun, and you can't go get it. I didn't find it. the shotgun, yeah. You can mm-hmm. beat it without it. You don't need it. I just found it much easier with it. But I only used it for the one guy, you know, so I didn't really... Yeah. You know, I, I probably it, don't need it. Yeah, I, I just used it for that one, like the one that's like the kind of a boss. It's just so much easier because you can just shoot them once in the face with the shotgun and they're dead. Or no, it was twice. You shoot them twice with a shotgun and they're dead. And I shot them twice and then refilled my magic and then shot them again because there's two. Cause there's two of them, and I, that's how I and I saved it to the end. I don't know. Watch my watch my top ten video of games of the year video. It's in there. The me shooting the guy in the face with the shotgun is in that video. Also, Jeremy's name is in that video. Ooh, because you because uh, you 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 like logged on to something while I was recording the uh, thirty second video. So it says Jer Jer was on playing Splatoon three or something like that in the video. Yeah, I was there spiritually, Splatoonally, squiddily. Um. So anyway, back to the poll though. Something won definitively. It had double the votes of anything else. Well, not double, but it was an order. You know, it was two. I'm just going to give up. I'm trying to make up some math thing here. Anyway, Dark Souls 1 Remake 1. I kind of like that because I'm actually pretty far into it. I haven't played it in quite a while, but I'm at like a very infamous boss duo that even listening to, I listen to the uh, Watch Out for Fireballs. Uh, uh, they do a, a podcast called Bonfire Side Chat, which I've mentioned before on this show, but uh, they even will routine, routinely mention that boss from Dark Souls 1 as being like one of the worst. So I know I'm fa- like, worse I'm than facing, Elden Ring? No, well, not worse. No, the, wor- the, the, the hardest bosses are in Elden Ring. From what I've gathered, um, but anyway, uh, at least like according to the people I've listened to, like I haven't done the research myself. But yeah, so I I think uh, and David, you know, uh, Hutch had a lot to say on and a few things to say. I guess not a lot, but a few things to say on the Twitter before and after Dark Souls one or Dark Souls one uh, won the poll. So we should read. Uh, um, you should read the comments though, because I thought they were yeah, I'll read good. it. Uh, so before I even or I can read it. I have it pulled up. So right, so the poll I said, uh, you know, all right, so I'm do I'm kind of doing this just to keep myself on track. Which souls or souls like should I beat next? I own all with some progress, so I did clarify that one of them was not a souls game. But yeah, uh, Hutch said, uh, haven't played Bloodborne, but from what you said, it sounds like you made serious headway in Dark Souls Remastered. Having just become an Elden Lord, I can personally guarantee you a much easier final boss. The lack of a map is the most annoying thing, which I agree, the map. The map is awesome. It's not. There's not even a map in Dark Souls 3, so they. the map is such a new thing in the series, and I love the map, but yeah, there's no map. And then uh, Hutch also said, I personally recommend uh, Fighting Cowboys YouTube Dark Souls Remastered videos, if only to check where you are, where to head next. I like that kind of I like that kind of uh, of pro tip because that game's really easy to kind of get stuck in where you're like I'm not, I'm not sure what to do next. Uh, what do where where do where should I go next? It's, everything's connected and there's a whole lot of there's no fast travel, so you're just kind of like wandering back and forth. There's a lot of covering old ground, but they also you also like create a lot of shortcuts as you go that'll like lead you back to er- earlier areas, so you can sort of save a little bit of the footwork. But yeah, so Dark Souls one one. Um, I'm going to start playing it this week. I promise the poll just finished 
couple of days ago and uh i guess it finished yeah just yesterday and uh, as of the time of the recording this podcast podcast so i will i promise i will have some sort of um update about dark souls one remake next week i may not have beaten it yet but i know i'm not super far from the ending like i'm in what is essentially the uh i guess there's sort of a parallel where i'm at in dark souls what is called anor and i guess there's sort of a parallel in many of those games that's kind of the final area or the sort of like mount olympus or you know like the acropolis or yeah kind of like it's where the gods are the strong people are there and you're like nearing the end of the game by being there so yeah i'll let everybody know next week but I wish I could say I played much else. I played a little bit of Metroid Prime a little bit on the Switch this week, but mostly I've just been focused on playing <laughs> 2 Game Plus when I can, and then otherwise just hanging out and having a nice life. So I hear that Metroid Prime game is pretty good. I know you played a little pretty bit. Pretty damn of good. Saying it's a pretty good game. Uh, I played nothing but that for however long it took to beat it, so kind of kind of stole me away for a while. I mean, Mario and Luigi did too. So This week I went back to... Hitman in an even bigger way than than before, and uh, I've just been. That's the only thing I've been playing. Um, but what, here's one thing I won't, won't say too much about because I already talked about this game a whole bunch. I had a realization about the freelancer mode, which is that it's more um, deeper and more uh, 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 risky than I previously realized. So I had a misconception uh, that a that an entire campaign was just you know the three missions, and then you you um, look at the, the you look for the the final boss you know there's that sort of detective mode that i was talking about before i thought that was the end of the campaign when you found the uh, final boss not true i just for whatever reason it, i didn't put it together that you actually have to go back uh five you have to beat five contracts and that 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 that, that that's what a, a whole campaign consists of so essentially a campaign is uh you do uh three missions and that completes a contract and then you do uh another three to four missions that completes a contract you do a couple more by the end of it you're doing five missions to complete a contract so it goes missions contracts and then five contracts is a whole campaign so it's actually like you know a mission might take you 15 minutes i, I like to play kind of casually and slowly and that's that's the way i think that hitman is best played is just you're not trying to carefully consider it yeah carefully consider it yep so it might take me 20 minutes or so to complete one mission and therefore uh you know an hour to complete a contract and then there's more when you get toward the end there's more missions per contract so it could end up taking you five to six hours you know uh, maybe seven hours to complete a whole campaign if you want to take it kind of slow and like 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 I do. And that just like increases the risk, which I I like that. I like that a lot. It's it, it just makes it all the more satisfying. That means that I have not actually won a campaign yet. So that's why I dove in deeper. I was like, I, I thought I'd won a campaign. And you know, I was just watching somebody else's video and noticing that there's uh, icons on the screen that show that they have like, you know, X'd out this many contract this many contracts i was like wait a minute i never even paid attention to those icons before what does that mean then i that's when i realized it so i was like i gotta go dive in even deep. i gotta try harder and be more serious and actually get this done so i have not gotten there yet i think the most i've gotten was i think i've gotten almost to completing three contracts before i you know messed up and 
uh, you know, there was one time I, I was trying to finish off the boss with an explosive baseball and I was waiting around the corner and I threw the baseball just in time for the door to close in front of me. And so I threw the baseball square at the door that was right, right in front of me and uh, blew up in my face. Yeah, you said last week that you were having a hard time, like all of the missions that you did were failed or something like that. And that was the yeah. one, the exploding baseball. The exploding baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It, that just, something that just seems, seems to keep happening around the third contract. And uh, so I've got to buckle down and actually beat a campaign at some point. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of, there was a, there's previously been a mode in there with called elusive contracts. And I loved that about that mode that, that, you know, you had one shot at it and, if you mess it up, you can never play those again. Just that sort of like high risk, high reward factor. And so the, now that I've realized that a campaign is actually about, you know, not, not one to two hours, but like five to seven hours, that has enticed me to, to keep playing even more. So that's where I'm at. Uh, that's pretty much all I did this week as far as gaming was Hitman again. Did you play the Fist of the North Star demo that's out? The, oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, the workout I, did, game. I did play that. I was trying to remember. I was like, I was like, there's something else that I did this week. Uh, I downloaded the Fist of the North Star fitness demo, and it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like, it's not as um, my my one critique is that you know, Fist of the North Star is notoriously a violent, gory movie, and that's part of the appeal. It's like you know, Kenshiro he hits the guy in the chest a couple of times, and then. You know, the guy walks away and he thinks, oh, what was, what was the big deal? And then he explodes and like his head blows up and his brains are flying all over the place. I would have loved to have a fitness game like that where like people are explode, like you're hitting people da, 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 until they explode. Oh, they don't do that. It's like PG 13, you know, unfortunately, but it's still cool to play this kind of corny fitness game with the fists of the North Star characters. I don't think it's, it's very, it's definitely, it definitely feels like a fist of the North Star skin on the fitness boxing. Yeah. That's what I figured. Game. We tried a, yeah. we, we tried the boxing game sometime in 2020, just looking for a workout yeah. games and yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's no ring fit adventure, but it's, you know, it, yeah, it was kind of like you just, you just kind of punch the air for with time timing to music or whatever kind of is what I got from right. it. I barely played it, but yeah. I think, and, and I figured the Fist of the North Star is just, yeah, you just have characters in there from it, and that's what it is. Pretty much, pretty much. Now, I would have, if they had gone the, the M-rated route, <laughs> I would like to see an M-rated fitness game where people explode and shit, like, that, that'd be pretty fun. If they had gone that route, I would have bought this game. As it is, I think the demo is worth trying out, and if you like Fist of the North Star, certainly it's a it's a curiosity that you should try out. Maybe you liked it. Maybe maybe you like it enough to buy it. It's kind of weird that it's its own game and it's not like just DLC for the because because the game's already out or there's a couple of them that have been out for a while. Yeah. So it's kind of it. It's I think it's weird to me that there's not just like just like pay like I don't know ten bucks or something for a DLC for fitness boxing instead of just getting a whole other game for it. I don't know. But it's True. coming out like in uh, in like tomorrow. It's coming out like soon. So for anybody who. I guess I guess they they want to like kind of streamline it more. That's why you can't like explode people's heads, unfortunately. But that would be more interesting. It might make me want to work out or something if you could. Uh, if it was if there's like a mature mode or something. Mm. Yeah, and it's like fit, and it's I don't know. It's like it's like fifty bucks. There should be like a. Well, that's too much. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there should be like a very in depth. Uh, Fist of the North Star story or something in there for me to... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't play these games. But I mean, it, the, the graphics look good, I guess. The character looks characters look cool. Yeah, it's a good representation of, of the series. I'm not gonna... Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I mean, I'm not... I'm in no way uh, looking for a fitness game or anything like that. But but you can play it. There's a demo out, so everybody can try it out at least. So there, so there you go. All right. Well, if that's every, what everybody's been playing, why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about news and our topic of the week. Sounds good. Thank you. 
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! So uh, we're back from the break, and uh, we should uh, we should talk about the Pokemon Direct, even though there's really not a whole lot to talk about in the Pokemon Direct. Did anybody actually watch it? I know John probably no. didn't. He didn't even watch it? No, I, I read a summary about it. Mm. Since I didn't even, I forgot about it, and then didn't see any news, so I didn't even know what happened. That's how you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, yeah. I, I, I basically, I was, you know, I, I would, I, I go to sleep like fairly late at night, and it was at, like Same. it was, on, it was on at like eight in the morning, and you know, I was like, oh, I could try to get up at eight, but I'm not gonna, because I hate the mornings and I hate being. What up. day of the week was it again? It was uh Monday. It was. Oh it shit! Was this I totally Monday. could have watched it. Was it. this Monday? Yeah. I was definitely sleeping though. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't watch it until like noon you know or something like whenever i got up actually i think i got up and watched it and then went back to sleep so because that's how i roll but no I, I watched it finally but i was having all these dreams about it of course because i didn't watch it and there was all this and i and it was funny because my dreams were just all of this non pokemon related stuff like i was trying to watch the pokemon direct and it was like all metroid stuff and i'm like what about pokemon why is there all this metroid stuff here i guess it was the the dream that we all actually want right is something that is a is a fully themed metroid direct which we'll probably never see but it would make no sense for the pokemon company to be doing that i know it was a dream it didn't make any sense uh yeah but anyway i watched it what was it there's some uh there's some like there's some mobile shit that i didn't care about there's some pokemon go stuff whatever um i think the main the main thing for me is that uh pokemon scarvi scarlet violet is getting uh dlc that's just coming out towards the end of the year and great because i love that game so 
I'm into that. Yeah, I was a little confused about the DLC. It seems a little more. It's, I think it's the same as the Sword Shield nebulous DLC. Than the Sword and Shield DLC, though. Well, there are two things, but it's not like I guess they didn't describe what they were at all because yeah. they didn't show any of it. All it said is that you can buy it now and get new outfits because that's what everybody really, really wanted because there were no outfits right. in the game. So you can get some some uh, so you can get some more shorts if you really like wearing those fucking school shorts in that game. You can get more of those. There was a patch that came out, which uh, from what I've seen in videos, I don't know, people don't seem to be that impressed with the patch or whatever. I still think the game looks great. I'm watching somebody talk about how bad the patch is, and I'm like, this game looks awesome. I love this game. I mean, I played it for 50 hours and enjoyed the show. Yeah, I played through it. But I, so. I mean, I'm, I'll definitely get the DLC. But yeah, they didn't really explain exactly what the DLC is, like just that you can buy it now for $35. And there's going to be two parts to it, just like very, yeah. very much like the Sword and Shield one. And now you can buy the whole thing for 95 bucks or whatever if you want to. It's on there. One thing that I did think was kind of interesting that wasn't video game, well, was, isn't a video game, but there's a new Netflix show calling uh, called uh, Pokemon Concierge. And I kind of thought it was like Pokemon Deep Space Nine because it's basically it's a hotel where people come and go and they don't go yeah. anywhere. They're just in a thing and people just come there. But it is all stop motion animated and i found that yeah actually, i'm really interested in that because i it love actually stop motion or is it made to look like stop motion uh, it looked like stop motion from what i saw in the pokemon presents i mean why would they say stop motion if it wasn't actually stop yeah. motion did the, is that what they said okay they yeah, said i mean stop like, like the lego movie looked like stop motion but they, yeah, but they didn't but they didn't claim to be stop motion actually, yeah okay gotcha i know they said that it was going to be stop stop motion animated so i'm, I'm into that i mean you know we'll see how much i watch of it but i like a series, limited though. series right i think so yeah I would hope. Yeah. So. I mean, that just sounds very involved. Uh, serious. Yeah. There was a. It was kind of funny that when the person talked about it, they had all these Netflix pillows behind them on this couch, like while they're mm -hmm. talking. It's like, hey, Netflix bought these pillows. They're really uncomfortable, but they bought them. And uh, Pokemon Sleep still exists. So <laughs> that's another thing. I'm like, I'm great at sleeping. I could try that game. I don't know. It's supposed to like monitor your snores or something. It doesn't I don't know. sound like the. You like you like put it by your. I mean, you sleep with your. I mean, you probably sleep with your phone by your head anyway. I do. You know, on the nightstand, and it's it's supposed to monitor your how well you slept or whatever in with Pokemon somehow. So it's like a. <laughs> So they're going to release a super duper or whatever they call it, the Pokemon Ball Game Plus, whatever. Oh, yeah, there was a new controller too, yeah, that looked like a flat. But it combines the Pokeball connection feature for Pokemon Go with the monitoring technology of the uh, Pokemon Sleep. Yeah. So you can have one reveal for both games, which I thought was kind of cool, but also your phone is the reveal for both games. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying the. Uh... Whatever that controller is. I don't know if I'll play Pokemon Sleep, but I, I am intrigued by the concept because... I'll try it if, having, it's, I'll try it if I don't the, have to pay for it. All the fitness apps and stuff always focus on being active, and it is kind of interesting to think about something re rewarding for being sedentary. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. It's like, Pokemon Sleep will make you excited to get up. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, probably not me. I'm not excited to get up. I'm not unless I... Depending on what it is. I mean... Have a good snack. Unless there's a reason that I'm getting up in the morning, which I'm still not excited to get up in the morning. But yeah, it was kind of it was kind of super ho-hum, you know? Like, I uh, I tried... I put a question up on the internet, and nobody really said anything, but let me ask you two. I mean, do you think... Do you honestly think that, like, the, the Pokemon uh, original games are going to make it to Switch eventually? Yes. Like, it kind of blew my mind that they made it to 3DS at all, because I figured they never would. I think would, they will. That they, you know... Yeah. But I mean, but I don't think it's going to be a part of the Nintendo Switch Online. I think they're going to make you pay like 
10 bucks or whatever for each I one, agree. just like they did with the 3DS. I think they'll be released as packages like, uh, you know, like you're buying blue and red together. I guess, but, yeah, you could release them as packages, but I, I don't know. I just have a really hard time believing that they would just throw it into the Nintendo Switch online. Like the main... Oh, the I wonder they work out their backroom deals to, to get that. I mean, Nintendo's got a lot of money and, you know, it's just how important is it to Nintendo to get those on there, I think. How much are they willing to pay? I don't know. I mean... It'll be, be quite a coup because People are looking forward to that, expecting that if they can get that on the on that. So I don't have any opinion or thought on the likelihood or whatever. But I think uh, you know Nintendo would be willing to pay more. I think that it's more not that they would be willing to pay. I think that Nintendo and Pokemon Company realize that if they released it separately outside of the Nintendo Switch Online, they'll make more money. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why they're doing it. I mean, outwardly on the, on the uh, 3DS, they charged more. They charged much more bucks. than they did for every yeah. other Game Boy game on the 3DS. So they they, because they knew buses. they were going to make a ton of money, and they did. That's why mm-hmm. I think they'll make it its own thing. Like, I, I find it... I, either that or they're going to raise the price of Nintendo Switch Online just to have Pokemon in there. Like, it's one of the... It's just because they know that people will pay for it. I they see might it being as well some sort of collection that is released, you know, like, it piecemeal, but not as individual games, but as generations. And it just will, like, through that is how they'll integrate it with Pokemon Home, like, in a fully, like, virtual console way, yeah. in addition to the physical way. For yeah. sure. That's my theory. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I'm not really, I would never bet on it coming to Nintendo Switch Online. I think it's going to be its own, Nor would I. Its own you're thing. You're going to have to pay if, if, it, if it comes, like, it'll be its own thing. They'll charge you for I'll say, it. If it's an ecosystem, it'll be Game Freak's ecosystem. Not yeah. And they'll try to find, well, I mean, I guess, wasn't there, like, didn't it have some functionality? Or it had some functionality with Pokemon Home and Bank and all that, right? When they released it on 3DS? The, yes. Like, uh red red and gold and uh yeah that's how they updated it red and blue and gold and silver so it technically was you know an updated release and for that reason i think it was part of the reason they justified charging more for it yeah but i mean i they could have at least said when fucking pokemon stadium was coming to nintendo switch online or something you know that was i felt like that it was so weird they didn't even say that and they didn't even say anything about the patch at all like really, whatever it was going to do, like for the patch for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, it's just like so we DLC. Do, so Pokemon Stadium is coming, right? We've seen that. Yeah, it was in a direct, but it and it's according to the direct. If you if you believe that that's how the release dates go, it showed Mario Party three and then Pokemon Stadium one and two as the next three games that should come to Nintendo Switch Online. So I figured it's like it's close enough. Why don't you just say like Pokemon Stadium's out now or something? You know, like I don't. I, I thought it was really weird that it wasn't in there. And I felt like the, I don't know, any anything aside from, like, mobile games, it was the only game stuff we saw was the Scarlet Violet DLC, you know? And that's coming out at the end of the year. So does that mean that we're not getting another Pokemon game this year? I mean, maybe they learned from uh, whatever happened with Scarlet and Violet that maybe they shouldn't try to have one come out every year or whatever, which I'm fine with. If they're just going to do, like, some great DLC and add it on there, then cool. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. But, it's, yeah, we still don't really know exactly what it's going to be. But there's, like, more raids and shit like that, and I don't know. It's not really pulling me back for the terror raids, but I will come back for the DLC if it's like, you know, like whole extra islands and stuff like it was on Sword and Shield. That'll bring me back to it. But I think that's, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's anything I'm forgetting or anything that anybody actually cares about. Then I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. But just the fact that it wasn't 
it seemed very the attention of the zeitgeist like i saw nothing about it on social media it was a surprise to me when i came home that night or no i looked at the internet later that night i had the whole day off i'm like oh shit like that happened earlier today and i've seen no mention of it anywhere yeah i mean i I watched i watched the whole thing myself and i was kind of like eh, you know it was it was a it was a very meh you know uh thing for me i think what finally tipped me off on it was someone saying like um i'm not sure if it was reb valentine or not but someone in her circle at least that was like you know a little bit perturbed that they were releasing dlc to a game that was still fundamentally broken it was not not really complete yeah and that's when i was like wait what dlc oh shit the pokemon direct oh wait that happened that was like eight hours ago holy crap and then yeah then i looked up a summary and that's kind of how that went down there was a part when they were showing like updates for pokemon masters which is a which is a mobile game Mm -hmm. and what they showed was footage from pokemon black and white and i was like (laughs) but it was just masters I was like, I was like, because eh, I love those games, and I, I was hoping they do like a remaster of uh, of Black and White because those are my favorites. But nope, it was just fucking Pokemon Masters. And uh, I there's a, there's a new Pokemon card game, Pokemon Trading Card Game Classic, which has its own board and shit. So I think what they can do that. So what what I gather from that is that they're releasing it as like complete collection where you could have like viable battles as though you bought all the like boosters and ex- stuff at the beginning when it first came out and aren't they aren't they re-releasing like a bunch of cards that but people I spend think, millions like, of dollars on as well which is pretty hilarious i love that well they'll look different though like that's uh, i thought thing. they were re-releasing the same ones like the same exact ones they'll that be people wasted so much money with, on you know 2023 or whatever there'll be some difference sure. yeah but also still, like yeah. i think the the trading card game that you mentioned i think is like the backs of the cards all look different so you would know that wasn't an actual like original series charizard or whatever you would know it was part of this game like if it was a community chest card from monopoly or something sure to have that sort of like it belongs to this box of of other shit so that's what i think that they're doing i think it's brilliant i mean because they're keeping it analog they're really kind of leaning into like let's get people into this and here's a great way to do it and it's uh, given you like this. a yeah it's given you like the base yeah. starter set right mm-hmm. pretty much with this so you don't need to worry about collecting a bunch of cards so it's kind of right like, there's enough in there for two trading people to play. card game yeah because i did say that but yeah it's not coming out on switch so i was wrong well not a digital one but yeah the analog one got that but yeah and i think that's it yeah the uh, hidden treasures of area what is area zero or no there is an area zero Right, we went there. So maybe there's more. Yeah, the the hidden treasures of Area Zero DLC, and Area Zero was where the Shadows game ended. So, so cool. I don't know. I'll try it out. It's gonna be out at the end of the year, so. and they should patch more things. The also. end of the year? That's what I mean. Well, the last what is it like? It was like fall and winter. I thought oh, like Jesus. well, the first part is might fall, as well and be, the second part is winter. That might as well be eight years from now. No, my opinion. So end of the year. <laughs> but that means maybe no more other Pokemon games. So whatever, that's fine. But the real, but the actual, the actual good DLC that's coming out that I'm excited about is it's actually already here. Um, the new update for Splatoon three. What is it like three now? It's um, it's not chill season. It's whatever the season is after that. But the important thing to me is the big run is coming this weekend. So play it. It's fun. Play it. Try it. I think it's like what the fourth through the sixth over the weekend. But you know, play big run. It's great. I had a great time playing it. I'm glad that it's coming back already. I want to know what a horror Boris is. It sounds cool. Also, uh, if you were if you were one of those people who threw down the money for the uh, Inkopolis skin, that's there now too. Which 
I guess anybody who paid for that seems to wonder, much like we did when it was announced at Direct, why would you pay money for this? Because it doesn't really do anything. It just lets you walk around the original world of Splatoon 1. Mm -hmm. But it's still the same. Like the like the, the announcements are still with like Big Man and, and all those and all people. the shops are the same. The same yeah. Items. It, but it's but everything's set up differently. Oh, and also there's supposed to be online card battles now with the update. Okay. Oh, cool. So I, I haven't good. seen anybody say anything about that, but I did say I did see it on Twitter an announcement saying that the online card battles were coming with the update. So you should be able to play those online again against actual people. So I think that in itself should bring you back to it. But that's that's cool. I'd, I'd be willing to try that out. I wasn't very good at it, but I could try it. But I'll be I'll be playing Big Run regardless. I'm glad I got Mario and Luigi out of the way so I can focus on Big Run over the weekend because it was a lot of fun last time. And I think I kind of, I mean, it, it took me forever to kind of figure out how to play it last time. So, I mean, like how to like, you know, that there was a machine that you could put your eggs in that would shoot it farther or whatever. Like, I feel like I knew more about it. So maybe I can do better. Like, I thought I was doing pretty good. And I saw people that were doing like... 300 eggs per match or whatever i'm like what the fuck i was doing like 70 and i thought i was doing great you know but regardless i want i want to play it it'll be fun what else uh oh, the dead cells castlevania updates coming out on the 6th so what's that like sunday or no yeah or it's that, really soon. tuesday the 6th is monday wow because stuff normally releases on tuesday or friday so mm. that's kind of weird but regardless i I need to see if I still have Dead Cells uh, downloaded and try to play that. But that'll be but that'll be fun. I think I might buy Dead Cells just to play that, but I'll I I might wait a hot second to see what the what the reaction is. It might it. be on sale already too, or that I'm sure they'll do some sort of bundle sale for mm -hmm. it so you can probably get the game and the and the Castlevania thing for pretty cheap cuz I think the Castlevania DLC is like 10 bucks, so I still have my my points on the on the eShop because I couldn't figure out what to spend it on, so I could just get it for free. Also, I didn't really need anything else because I was already still just playing Mario and Luigi. Anyway, uh, so for for the topic of this week, I thought that since it's officially March now and uh, Wii U and 3DS eShops are going down at the end of this month, we are in the we are in the final countdown for uh, for 3DS and Wii U. We could talk about our own uh, memories of 3DS and Wii U, and also I made a big list of games that i would like to see ported from 3ds and wii u mostly 3ds because we got we got like 80 percent of the wii u stuff ported to switch but 3ds not really i can't really think of any actual 3ds games that got ported to switch can you no yeah i can't think of any either and when i was uh when i was laying in bed half asleep today i had this idea that what we need to do because we've talked about this many times on how to how to how to solve the uh the two screen uh problem with switch what we need is um Something that you buy that's the same size as the Switch without the without the uh, Joy-Cons on the side. And it's something that you put in your dock that makes your dock think that your Switch is there. So it's like kind of like a pass-through where your Switch mm -hmm. will somehow wirelessly communicate with this thing that you put in the dock. And that'll be on the TV, and then you can still play your Switch. And that's how we solve putting DS and 3DS games on, I like on it. the TV. Cause it, cause That's the idea that up. I had. I don't know how that works because I'm not a technology person, but I'm sure somebody could make that work, right? Where that, that would be well, like your, 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 your yeah. pass-through or your Chromecast mm -hmm. or whatever type thing. Like, Just put it in the dock, and then the dock will transmit whatever it needs to transmit to the TV. And, it, and it's kind of like, you know, when you, when you use like your... Maybe it could have like a webcam on it, so you yeah. can be like, now we have video chat. Sure, if you wanted, but it could also it could be like you know, kind of like when you take your laptop and you like send like another you know you send it to another TV and you can make that be whatever you want. Like uh, like I can do that with with my h with my whatever my Wi-Fi TV. 
I can make it a second monitor for my laptop or whatever, you know. Like, kind of like that sort of thing, but as, like, just a thing you just pop into the dock, and that becomes your second monitor, and then you have it, and you'll play it on your hands, and then you can do the... Then we can have some 3DS games. That would be great. I agree. And I also just would hope they would add functionality to other games, and maybe even retroactively, like, add stuff to, like, let's say Breath of the Wild, for instance. Oh, give it give it dual screens. Well, they should do what they originally were going to do, right? When it was going to be Agreed. like the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess games on Wii U, where well, you can, where you can change your weapons. To be the yeah, Wii U. where you can change your weapons on the screen without pausing Tablet. the system, or like always have the the map on the. I I really miss that more than anything else. It's just having the map on the screen at all times, like on a second screen mm-hmm. though, where it's not taking up your HUD. You know. Agreed. I really miss that. But uh, I know we all—I know we all kind of have—we uh, all kind of have stories around the 3DS. Um, I know John. Well, I mean, John, you were the—you were the earliest of adopters of the 3DS. The ambassadors. Yep. You bought it. You bought it at the beginning. You beat me even. I—I'm uh, sure I've said it before, but I—I uh, I skipped out on the 3DS and went to uh, PlayStation Portable instead, so I could play uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia. But uh, also, the 3DS launch was terrible. Like there was no was. games for it. Like I thought it was kind of weird. I mean, you bought it, and I was, was like, "What?" Two fifty, right? I, you bought it, and I was like, "What are you playing?" And you're like, "Nintendogs." I'm like, "It's like I don't want to buy a system to play Nintendogs." I'm sorry, that game was only fun to me for uh, on the DS, but I didn't want to get yeah, a whole system the, for it. I got Nintendogs. I got the the Pilot Wings game, and then yeah, I thought the AR games that that, that were on there at the time were new and novel, and, and that yeah. I got a lot of amusement out of that. So. Sure. I mean, they, they, were, they have they, they were the, cool. Uh, they were cool when I finally got it. I just, it didn't feel like enough for me to spend that, that type of money on it at the time, you know. Was any of the uh, virtual console on there yet at, at launch or was that later? Uh, later. Maybe the, maybe the Game Boy stuff came kind of early, but I remember the Super Nintendo stuff didn't come until new, n- new Nintendo. Switch. Right. No, that's true. If there was the anything 3DS. that was on there, I would have bought it. I would have bought some of that stuff right away, but yeah. Um, yeah, I did not get any of that stuff till later. Well, yeah, <laughs> it came out for it came out for really expensive, and then they dropped the price, and then and then they gave the ambassador stuff and all that. And uh, I made the dumb decision. I was like, I was like, well, I don't need to get it because those ambassador stuff will be for sale on the on the you know on the 3ds shop, and I can just buy it then. And then it never was. So <laughs> I uh, I fucked up in that in that regard. But all of these things are available elsewhere now for the most part aside from like 3ds games but the stuff that wasn't 3ds games that were on there was there i bought a 3ds not well i bought it right after the price drop i bought a green the green one there was like a green like shiny and metal-y looking one i bought that and uh, i brought it home and the person i was dating at the time was kind of like hounding me about like not being very good at saving money or whatever and i, <laughs> I just bought like this 3ds like because it was after it went on you know it was cheaper but it went on sale. i also like immediately like got online and bought some games because like by then there were some of uh, course there were some uh stuff i could download from the eShop and stuff so i got that and then i so i probably spent at least like 20 or 30 bucks on the eShop and then I'll, and then i was like i don't know i can't really afford this so i just took the loss brought it back to the store the next day and uh you know what to be honest i was not super impressed with it out of the box as a as a uh device and and there i just don't think the games were there yet you know the price drop was to get the install base established a little better but i uh it just wasn't the time yet so it was actually a few years later and i think it was a big inspiration for what 
kind of started this podcast because I got back into like it was when I finally got back into like current gen Nintendo content, which at the time was the 3DS more than anything. Yeah, it was and, because uh, all of us got a uh, because we all got knocked away by the Wii because the Wii was uh, yeah. <laughs> only cool for so long before uh, we all got tired of it and started playing other systems. But uh, I finally got to play, uh, you know, the 3DS version of Mario Kart, Mario Kart 7 on Trey's 3DS when I went to hang out with them. And uh, yeah, it was it was the system seller for me. So I ended up buying a used one for 100 bucks on eBay that came with a copy of uh, Luigi's, the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon game. So nice. I actually got a, it was a pretty good deal. Um, and I still own that one, actually. I have since bought a new 3DS right here. I like this one a lot. I tried to buy. I, I had the uh, Hanafuda. I had like you have the, the, you have the smaller. Yeah, you have the smaller one with the plates, right? Yeah. For people who can't see the video, obviously. I purchased the Hanafuda set of plates, which was like um, Mario, or it was like characters from Mario, like the Piranha and a few others. But the Piranha was highlighted. And it just looks so cool because it was like more like done in the style of like more of like a tr- old traditional like Japanese like ink art. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just looked so cool. And I, I purchased it on eBay, waited weeks and weeks. It never arrived. I got a hold of the seller and was like, hey, I never got that. Those plates you sent me. <laughs> they immediately refunded my money. And then like I, their, their seller page was gone when I tried to go back to it later. So <clears throat> I don't know what happened. But um, yeah. I never got another set of plates for these, so I've still got the Mario Maker plates, which curiously came out before Mario Maker was ever even announced for the 3DS. Oh, yeah. But this was just part of the, uh, there was a Mario, there was a set that came with uh, Mario uh, 3D Land, and it had like the, the plates that looked like Mario's like overalls or something. Weird. Yeah, some of those plates were weird. Like I, uh, what was it? I got, uh, I, I bought the regular one for I just with the I don't know where those plates are. Plates. I have them somewhere, but I don't know where. I haven't seen them in years. I got the regular one for Jess with the plates because I really wanted them to play uh, Animal Crossing on there because they had played uh, the GameCube one because I, because I, you know, I, I lent, I lent it to them. And also uh, we found one, we found one for cheap at that one used place over down the street also. And I really wanted, I did the 3DS Animal Crossing was the best Animal Crossing out. Actually, some people could argue that that's still the best one. But uh, regardless, I wanted to get that one. I ended up getting like one of the smaller ones with the plates and the Animal Crossing plates. And I think it was the Happy Home Designer one that I got. But then I got, uh, what did I get? I got uh, Animal Crossing and uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns were the ones yeah. that I got. Because they were both uh, on uh, Player's Choice $20 versions. So you get them for cheaper also. But uh, my original 3DS that I got was, uh, I bought it from my friend Molly. Uh, she worked at, she like worked in the industry. Slurping Turtle. You met her at the Slur- Slurping Turtle. And she posted on Facebook that she wanted to get rid of her 3DS. And she was selling it for like 200 bucks or something like that. And it was a great deal. And I texted her and I was like, hey, uh, I'll come get it. And she's like, okay. And I, yeah, I was working at a bar at a time. I took my, my tips, whatever, um, and went over there and bought it. And I remember she couldn't find her, uh, she couldn't find her charger. So she sold it to me for less than what it was. And then she found it later, but this, but then like still kept the same price. So. And I immediately went to GameStop and bought Mario Kart 7 because that was the one that was the game. Like once Mario Kart 7 and Mario 3D Land came out, like that was what brought me to it. I really needed um, that was the seller. Like I needed that Mario game, you know, to bring me onto it. And it was Mario Kart 7, Mario 3D Land, Mario, whatever, New Mario Brothers 2, 
which I still don't think is that great. But I did get it, and I got immediately disappointed by it that week. But mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, no, that was what that was what sold it for me was Mario Luigi was a Mario Kart Seven, and I went to GameStop and bought it, and then I found out there was an eShop, and you could buy all of these digitally, and then I felt so bad, so dumb that I bought Mario Kart Seven physical because I was like I should have just got it digitally, but I didn't know because I nothing had been like this before on a Nintendo system, so it was completely new to me. And yeah, then I and I and I remember playing a. Uh, Mario Kart 7 in 3D, and I thought it was incredibly intense and really cool. Or incredibly intense and really cool. And also, you could play it in a first-person view with Gyro in 3D in that. And that was a trip, too, if you ever tried doing that. So that was cool. And, you know, a bunch, bunch of games later, I still have a... my That original 3DS, actually, that I got from Molly, uh, it, um, the buttons on the side stopped working eventually. So I ended up trading it in for uh, my 3DS XL. Which which came out the day that um Majora's Mask the Majora's Mask remake came out. That's right. So I remember uh I remember getting it on the midnight release and playing it on my old 3ds and then trading my 3ds in for the new 3ds and they would let you do the thing where you like buy it you pay for it outright and then you take it home and you transfer everything and then you bring the thing back and then they refund you the money with the with the deal or whatever and that's oh, how right. you have to do it. I heard about some people having to do it in the store. They actually let me leave and do it at home. And then bring it back, and you basically return it, and then you exchange it, and then you get. It ends up being the same as you would if you trade. It was a whole fucking stupid process, but yeah, that's that's how we had to do it. The process of moving everything from one 3ds to the other was very involved, very long and tedious. But it took a long time. But I like seeing the little Pikmin people uh, move your stuff around. I guess that was cool. But it did take a very long time, and it was it actually worked for me the first time because I heard a lot of people had a lot of really hard times with it. So that was good. Even though I was I was sad that the DSiWare games that I bought like it didn't save any of those any of the progress for those. So you had to start over, and there's no way to to transfer the saves for that. But you could only do it for everything else. But yeah, I had I had a great time with my 3DS. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of it kind of sucks that John was the first one to get one, and you're the one without one now. You don't have one. Yeah, I only had it for like a um, two years or so. Mm. I had. I sold it at one point, and yeah, I still need to get one again before it gets way too expensive. I was saying, if you're going to get one, you need to get it now, because I think it's going to... Well, obviously, once this eShop closes, and they're already kind of getting there, I think it's going to get to the part where, soon enough, where where 3DSs start skyrocketing, you know, like it's going to be... I don't know. I think it's. I think you can probably get one for a decent price now. But I'm. I, yeah, you can I imagine like they're going to fifty or so. Yep. I, I imagine they're going to go real high, like within the next year. This is what I would think. But there was uh, just some games that I would love to see on uh, on on the Nintendo Switch from 3DS. Uh, after seeing the the Kirby's Return to Dreamland, of course, I want to see a Triple Deluxe and Planet Robobot. Both of those games were really good. Uh, Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight. I played both of those on 3DS. They're really good. Uh, all any of the Mario and Luigi games are on 3DS. I'd love to see, like, you know, like I said, Dream Team, Paper Jam, or like the remake of Bowser's Inside Story or Superstar Saga. It's weird. Like there was what was it? Uh, there was one. There's one on Game Boy Advance. There's two on DS, and there's four on 3DS. Mario and Luigi. Metroid Prime Federation Force. I already mentioned that before. I'd love to see that on Switch. The main one. I'm sure I've said this before. It really needs to happen. Kid Icarus Uprising. Put that game on Switch, damn it. Yeah. And give it actual controls. Give it good controls. Make it dual analog like it was originally supposed to be. Put some gyro aiming in there, too. And release a boat adapt- adapter for the Switch, please. Like, give me an extra weird wonky thing that's sticking way off to the side so I have to contort my hands to control it well. Didn't it have a shelf or something that came with it? That, like, it was like a stand or thing yeah. that went on it? It was so yeah. weird. Like, I, I bought mine used, so... I didn't. Uh, I didn't deal with any of that shit. But I did actually like the 
the uh, you know how they had they called it the boat also where you put the 3ds inside of it to mm-hmm. give it the extra uh extra analog stick i still like that way better than the than the tiny ass analog stick that's on it? the new 3ds no i fucking gave i fucking sold it when i sold my old 3ds mm. but it won't fit my new 3ds so there's no reason in keeping it you know? i guess so yeah you're right but i love that that i love that dual analog so much better than the tiny ass nub that you had because there's some like first person shooter games that i just can't play because the nub is too small like I, because the the original boat had it, the, they right. were the same size, so you could actually do, you know, uh, the no, right, the right is... dual, uh, dual aiming. But the nub, you can't aim with that shit. Go fuck away. It's so hard to aim and turn with it. It's so small. Yeah, thing. I know. <laughs> it's it's fucking tiny. So that was that was a real that made me sad. And we did uh before I forget, we did actually get we got a comment uh from Jess. Speaking of uh, buying the 3ds for Jess about the uh, death of the where to go. Uh, just says, love the boat. Great precursor to the Switch. I suck at playing Mario Kart on a regular controller. Uh, I think they're talking about the Wii U boat. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Just loved playing the Wii U with the Wii U controller. Because you could play it, like, right here and not have to watch the TV. I think that's why we still play when we play uh, Stardew Valley. Uh, they'll play, like, with the with the, with the the uh, system and I'll play on the TV. And they did some cool stuff like that with Wii U. And the 3DS is probably... <laughs> probably my the best Nintendo system of all time. Switch is catching up, but for a long time, 3DS was the place where you could play anything. And yeah, Jess yeah. was saying that the 3DS was the best Nintendo system to them at the time. And yeah, there was a lot of good shit on 3DS. I, I agree with that. I felt that way for a hot second. And just because it was fully backwards compatible with the DS doesn't hurt either. You know, that you have all these DS games that you can automatically play right out of the box. Cool. I guess, uh, let's see, is there anything I wanted to... As far as um, as far as other 3DS ones, like pretty obvious ones, Donkey Kong Country Returns is the first one. I'd love to see that on there. Uh, the Persona Q games, Etrian Odyssey, everything after the ones that are coming out were 3DS games. Um, Luigi's Dark Moon, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, as Jeremy was saying. Any of the Fire Emblems, Echoes, Fates, Awakening. Rhythm Heaven Megamix, which had like every Rhythm Heaven thing on it. I would love to see that on there. WarioWare Gold did the same thing, put all of the WarioWares on there. It was excellent. Bravely Default 1, Bravely Default 2nd. Codename Steam. That one was really cool. That was actually like uh, Valkyria Chronicles, but with uh, Abraham Lincoln. And what's his face? Uh, um, Wesley Crusher is in there. The voice. Will Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton is a voice in that game, yeah. I think he plays uh, Abraham Lincoln or something. It's a, it's a crazy thing. And uh, Samus Returns also would be great. But let's talk about the Wii U now. We all have one of those, finally. Ooh, it's true. Uh, yeah, Wii U was probably the main thing. I mean, we talked about it a million times. The The... the the podcast started on the Wii U, and I was going to say, when Jeremy was talking about the faceplates, if you go back and look at our old episodes, there is actually one of the episodes that it has Jeremy's faceplates like in the title, so you can tell we didn't have a whole lot to talk about then. That was like our topic yeah. of the week was where Jeremy's faceplates were, so you know, <laughs> we've, learned, we've learned a lot since then. But yeah, the Wii U, I, I still love the Wii U. There's still, uh, you know, there's still some games, even though so many games have been ported to Wii U. There's like the main ones, of course, like Xenoblade Chronicles X never made it to right. the Switch. You know, that's a shame. I'm always going to say it. Devil's Third. We need Devil's Third on Switch. That game was awesome. I know it's whatever. It's it's kind of a dumb game, but it's also fun at the same time. It's expensive now. I mean, if nothing else can preserve I mean, I bought, I bought it for 20 bucks, so yeah. I got the deal. No, it's great because it co- combines third person and first person. Where you can do third person like action, uh, you know, action melee combat mixed with first person shooting, and also you have magical tattoos that glow and make you stronger. 
whenever you whenever you uh, whenever your uh, tattoo level gets high enough. So I would also say Star Fox Zero and make it control correctly. I want that on on Switch. And, oh, gu- no. and Guard 2, yeah. why not? Put that on there. That was a weird-ass game. And Sonic Lost World was a great game. Put that on Switch 2, the Wii U one. I thought that game was really good. And that was produced by Nintendo, by the way. Those are my Wii U ones. But yeah, as far as like uh, Wii U stories, uh, I bought this one. Justin and I were together at that point. Uh, same thing with 3DS. Like I waited for Wii U to get something good, and Mario 3D World was the one that, that uh, sw- swayed me on, on Wii U. And Wii U had a... Uh, I mean had so many great things. Uh, the Nintendo Switch's uh, highest-selling game of all time was uh, Mario Kart 8, which is a Wii U game, you know, which is my favorite Mario Kart ever. So that started out on Wii U. Breath of the Wild is a Wii U game, too. Don't forget. So it's true. Wii U. Uh, and it was it was made for Wii U. It was supposed to be used with the giant controller. It was nerfed for Wii U. And, and we still talk about it all the time, about how much we miss having two two screens, you know. I was just saying it earlier. That was a, That was one thing. I wish that... I wish they would have just like put a little slot on the Wii U where you could play all of your DS and 3DS games like right out of the box. I feel like they would have sold more, and I would have been so excited if the thing had a built-in like Game Boy player, like a DS, 3S, 3DS player already in there. Man, I would have ran to the store to get that thing. I would have waited in line for it even when it came out, you know. Because I still there's still no proper way to play your 3DS games on the TV, and it's really annoying because there's a lot of really really good ones on there, and it bothers me. But yeah, the DS DS Virtual Console. We're never going to see that ever again. I still love it so much. It's so weird. It's, I, I love seeing like how bad the DS looks, but putting it on your 4K TV, it's wonderful. I mean, play uh, play Metroid Prime Hunters on your 4K with the uh, through the Wii U. It's wonderfully bad. It looks it looks great. <laughs> Devil's Third for the Wii U, starting around three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I I, I I bought it digitally because you couldn't find it physical anywhere, so it doesn't mean anything. But my Wii U, in itself, is maybe worth something because it has Devil's Third on it. I guess it's true. It's like the Flappy Bird of that generation. But I bought it for twenty bucks online, and that was a great price for me. You know me. You know me. Anything uh twenty dollars and and below for something you're not sure about is an immediate buy for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I love that game. I never beat it because it's hard. <laughs> I it's still it's still like in my ba- in my backlog forever is a uh, beating Devil's Third. I saw you have some good things on here. Well, I definitely agree with whatever you have on your notes there, Jeremy and John. Your list was great. It covered a lot of the things that I would have thought of. I mean, especially Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U. Like I want that there. But yeah, one thing I thought is the uh, we haven't seen anything about the Trauma Center games in a while, which we're on. Both the Wii and the uh, oh yeah, yes. I guess I don't know if they were on the. If there, I don't think there was a Wii U. Well, I, I think they were on regular iteration of it. I think they're on regular DS, not 3DS. You're right. Going even so farther back, Trauma Center was a DS game and Damn. then became a Wii game after that. So I don't think. So never mind. I'm 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 in the wrong generation here. Yeah, so but that's still mind. that's still fine. I mean, they were the Wii games were pretty cool because you could you could switch your search or whatever your your surgery tools quicker like with the analogs yeah. with the um nunchuck and, and whatnot so that was pretty cool but i mean i played you know when it comes to 3ds i was pretty uh, i think i was pretty uh, uh much a normie on what i was playing as far as like i had pokemon xy so yeah like why not why not that let's bring that oh yeah i'd like to see those too it's funny because uh i mean looking at some of these you see how like even the video game companies kind of abandoned the 3Dness of even Nintendo did, like they made like the they made the weird the doorstop 2DS, but then mm-hmm. they made the 2DS XL, which that that was the one that they sold like the longest 
Well, they kept selling that one after, you know, everything else. Like, that was kind of like the last version. I think I'm going to regret not buying one of those. Yeah. And I was thinking about, like, same with, like, uh, Pokemon. When it went to 3D, it didn't use the... Well, it would use the 3D for the battles, but that's it or something. Yeah. Or no, it only maybe it only used it for outside of the battles, but not the battles. And I was thinking about, like, yeah, like, Dragon Quest Eight didn't use it at all. <laughs> used, like, no 3D whatsoever. I guess I was thinking about that when I was thinking about the fighting in, in Dream Team, how you used the gyro and the touchscreen. Because all that stuff kind of got abandoned towards the end, you know? Like uh, like I said, Dragon Quest doesn't use the touchscreen or the gyro or even the 3D. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, kind of funny because one of the big selling features of the, the new 3DS was the improved camera feature, like using the face tracking to... Yeah. Um, keep your 3d more stable which i do notice a difference like between that my old 3ds but it never really was enough of a difference to to you know justify a whole new generation i guess there's a new chipset in it it's kind of like a little bit like the difference between the game boy color and the game boy that it is actually like an upgrade but they don't portray it as that as much other than the one thing. For sure. I think I think the biggest I mean the biggest problem with like uh you know closing this the three D S and Wii U store is uh is all of the stuff that is basically all, all of the things that are only available on the store and not fiscal and all that, of course. One that I keep hearing about because I've listened to a couple of podcasts, you know, on this topic as the date approaches, uh is uh, affordable space adventures. I have that game. That's a great game. That game's really good, yeah. yeah. Justin and I played that game. Yeah, the one where you would uh yeah, it, you would play different things in a team mm-hmm. that was going out uh, exploring things, and one of you would hold oh, the, the would hold the controller, and you had like buttons and sliders and stuff that you would do to like adjust mm-hmm. like oxygen level and shit like that to try to. I keep think everybody. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time was a little bit like inspired by that. Yeah, it was probably fun though. Yeah, Jess and I played it. It's difficult, and you kind of need. I think you need like it's probably better if you have like three or four people, but it can be fun uh, with two player two players also. You can't play it one player. No, it's. I mean, it's it's a multiplayer game. Like that's the oh, that's the gotcha. idea. I mean, maybe maybe you can. I don't know. I never really tried it. Only if they added an update or something. But as far as I knew, I don't think you. I don't think you originally could. Player it, was, it was made to be. Yeah, it was, it was made to be like multiplayer. I just heard it was one of the best games that utilized the the unique controller. I think something worth mentioning as well, since uh, what Activision, uh, Microsoft, or whatever is trying to bring Call of Duty to to Switch to Nintendo again. Uh, don't forget that there was a Call of Duty game on Wii U, where you I don't could, think they're trying where, to, where you could yeah no they're planning on doing. It. I'm saying they're they're gonna try to do it. They've promised mm-hmm. to try to do it. Whatever they've promised to think about uh, possibly thinking about doing it or something. No, they said they're gonna do it. There's a contract. contract. No, I know, I know. I'm I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I know they're gonna yeah. have to try to because it's gonna be difficult. Regardless, there was a call. Of, there was a Call of Duty game on Wii U where you could play. Uh, you could play deathmatch like on one person on the TV and one person on the controller through the screen. And that was really cool. That was a really cool thing. That at the is time, cool. Cause nobody Damn. had ever done that before where there was no split screen. You would just play in your controller and somebody else would be on the TV and that's how you did it. And I, I don't like call of duty, so I didn't buy it, but I remember hearing about that and being like very excited that that, that somebody had done that. So, so there's that. That's cool. Not to mention there's a bunch. Of, I'm just going to go bun- just down these really weird ones that you can get that are on the uh, shop only. Attack of the Friday Monsters, Crimson Shroud, Arrow Porter. That's the one where you like um, manage the all the mm. baggages for the airplane. Jeroman uh, Jer- 3D. These are all games that I got that are only on the thing. Attack of the Friday Monsters is kind of cool too. It's like sort of like a Saturday morning anime thing where you know where you're. It's living the life of a kid that get, has a town that gets attacked by Godzilla every weekend. You know that sort of thing. 
Moon Chronicles was a really cool thing too. That was a re-release of the game Moon from DS. Mm. Which I wish, like I they said, they made it episodic. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Moon Chronicles. Well, yeah. No, I guess they did sell it episodically through that. That was one where I couldn't play it with the nub. I, that's why I wanted to just put it on Switch, so you could play it appropriately with the two sticks. Is there anything else you want to say about the Wii U? I know you. I know you had some experience with the Wii U at the at the uh, E3. You know, God rest their soul. Back when E3 was a place that people cared about going to. I know they're trying to bring it back, but no N- Nintendo isn't isn't going. <laughs> Yeah, the big uh, three yeah. will not be there. Yeah, I mean, I first played Splatoon at that E3 of the E3 20. Uh, what was it 14? Yeah, yeah. I, re- I just remember, you know, we get a chance to play the 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 first big uh, Nintendo new IP in a long time, and getting to play it there at the show was cool. And they had this big setup, which was kind of like a little like a like a small hill or something. Like it was two levels where you could uh, you have different stations and. It was very colorful and you know looked a bit like you were in a in a little Splatoon town or or, or I don't know a Splatoon level or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's certainly playing it at E3 was one of my mo- most prominent Wii U memories because I didn't really I didn't play Wii U uh, until it was on the outs and or it was actually gone uh, when I owned my own. So um, yeah, getting to try uh, Mario Maker that was cool seeing seeing that on the show floor actually getting to mess around with with a with a, a 2d mario for the first time and you know that become that be, that became something very important to me later on on the switch you don't say uh, yeah yep. <laughs> i wish um i mean they, they've pretty much abandoned uh super mario maker 2 on switch but i really yep. wish they would just release those levels that were on the mario maker 3ds game like just put those on there so you can play them because they were great. Like the little campaign that they put on there, I, th- I thought they were really good. There was there was a good amount of them too. Like just release them on there already. Yeah. I would like to see that. Well, do you want to? Let's just talk about a couple news things and then we'll be done. Sure. News and news, news, news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. There is one thing I really want to mention. So there's in the in the newest uh, news of uh, what's going on with the AEW game. Most recent news says that some of the wrestlers have filmed promotional more promotional material for the game ahead of its release and it's also been spotted on the Best Buy retailer website showing that really it would soon. be showing that it would be released on March 31st. Oh, wow, real soon. What I think is happening and this is what I'm going to say now before we before we find out if it happened or didn't next week. There's a pay-per-view this week this weekend on Sunday. Uh Revolution is this weekend. I think that we're going to have the official release date at the Revolution pay-per-view because if you're not doing it then when are you gonna fucking do it? Like, if you didn't do it tonight on on Dynamite, or you're not doing you're it on, another year, or yeah. you're not doing it on Rampage, then you're doing it on Revolution. Especially if it is truly coming out in March, and if they film more stuff for it, there's obviously another trailer coming, so there'll be at least another trailer. But please, good God, give us a fucking release date. We're dying here. Like seriously, we're all just like just waiting. Like just release it already. I've been dying like a plant with no water in a window <laughs> with no sunlight. But speaking about release dates that really don't matter, uh, or really don't make sense, uh, the Mario movie release date got moved up two days. Yeah, pushed up. Yeah, because that's Why? Easter weekend, as it turns out. So, Easter weekend is is, is one of the biggest uh movie weekends i don't know why they didn't but why are they releasing it on why are they releasing it on wednesday instead of friday though because they want to bolster that you know the five day people have people have vacations that weekend people do get because people get off before because it's like people get off early fans Um, of chris pratt it's coming out on like palm 
Wednesday or whatever, or no, Ash Wednesday. 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 One of those days. It's <laughs> 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 the same as who gives a crap Fridays. <laughs> yeah, no, they want to make uh, more money is the answer. I don't know. I just don't know why they didn't plan to release it. From the I guess the Pope said something to him about it, and they're like, all right, sorry. <laughs> We're not going to do it. You got to release it two it. days earlier. Right. Don't interfere with this shit. It's been going on since St. Peter established it. Now it's releasing on uh, Wednesday. I I mean, is there, you know, one of us could see it before we record on April 5th, possibly. I don't know if you're that into it. I'll be going first thing. Yep. I still have a movie certificate. I still have a gift certificate to like see. Well, we have like a $50 gift certificate to the movie theater that we haven't used. I'm planning on. I mean, I'm planning on going to see it at, at Alamo Draft House, but I don't think I'm going to see it on Wednesday. I think I'll see it on Friday, like we normally. I do. want to go see it first thing, just to avoid any spoilers. Or well, Justin's going to want to yeah. see it too, and and they, you know, yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't think uh, I would. I, don't I think might we would go, go see it Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know if we would go on a Wednesday, but yeah, it's. I, I mean, I have to work, so right I would. Yeah. I'm making a request right now off work. It would be kind of. It would be kind of sad if both of you had seen it and I didn't see it. We'd spoil <laughs> the fuck out of it. I mean, I, I know that he's going to rescue the princess or something that's going to happen. If there's like, if, if Fawful shows up in the post credits, I'm going to lose my mind, though. That would be so amazing if just, if somebody was like, we have to bring the Mario and Luigi story into this. They're going to Ned Stark him at the end of it. They do like, a, there's like a post credits and it's just like all quiet and all you hear is, I have fury. And that's it. <laughs> That'd be like, what? <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's like anybody cares, but I, I do. I, I want I want Fawful to to show up in the movies. Bring back Gur and Invader Zim yeah. in Game Boy form. Another. This is an important news for John. Uh, the Hitman developers are yep. plan are planning on making an RPG. So there's another RPG that you have to play. I think because it's yeah, made I know this by is a like developer a that you like. Going on. They're all conspiring to to make me like RPGs. So I got to play this one too. I guess. Well, they said it's a Dungeons and Dragons tile type thing right so mm-hmm. maybe see I, I think you would like rpgs as long as they aren't you just don't like the turn-based stuff of it you don't like the the waiting you like prefer the more action-oriented battles like action-oriented so, correct so mm-hmm. if they were doing that you could probably still be into it i don't know they seem you to need be, to play dark souls oh they seem to be uh i'd like to they seem to be pretty good at uh you know keeping their I mean, what? How how long has Hitman been out for? Hitman Three? Like they've been they still add shit to it. So oh, years. I mean, yeah. if you're going back to even the 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 first game. It's all really one game at this point. So 2016, and they've been um, consistently updating it and releasing new modes, and it's it's just one of the best bang for your buck uh, deals going in video games right now. That series. And they're and they're planning on doing like a kind of like a games as a service ongoing. Uh, yep online uh fantasy you know called project fantasy if uh, a role-playing game and you know they seem to be pretty good at bringing you know adding stuff to hitman 3 so right it might be worth checking out you might argue that the freelancer mode is sort of like an rpg and all that because you're building him up with i would say it is all that yeah yeah I mean, are you gaining levels? Like that's what's always uh, you're gaining levels. Yes, <laughs> that was my requirement. Yeah. I guess is getting you are getting you experience are. points and gaining levels yes. and being able to mm-hmm. customize your yeah. self or upgrade. Uh, the whole time you've been getting that. experience points in that game, even before free freelancer, you get you get XP. But mm-hmm. uh, now there's just more of a focus on it, and there's more um, a sense that you're starting out with nothing and building your character up, building your arsenal, building your XP, getting unlocks and all that stuff. I think you'd actually really enjoy it if you if you gave it a, a, a try to dive in oh me yep, yep. i have uh yeah i have a i have a, I have a huge play it on the ps4 i have a huge backlog yeah, play it on ps4 yep. yeah. 
Oh, I did actually, I mean, this is, it doesn't even matter, but uh, I did actually try to download uh, The Last of Us because I heard The Last of Us 2 was on sale for $10, but it was only on sale through PlayStation Plus. And I came to find out that my PS4 has been unplugged for some time and I couldn't even turn it on. So I had to track, so I had to like dig through a whole bunch of wires to figure out where the uh, plug is and plug it back in just to find out that it was only through PlayStation Plus. So, so you got it was all last, for I, last I heard you talk about your PS4 was Yakuza and like a dragon. Yeah, or I'd use it occasionally to watch uh, Blu-rays with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it hasn't been on for a long time, I guess, because I because it, it somehow it got unplugged and it's just been sitting there not even plugged in. So I just found that out and it took me forever to get it to even start and then I did and didn't even use it. So that was my PS4 story. Is there any other new stuff you want to say before we go? Uh, Mortal Kombat 12 got announced not by ed boone which i thought was kind of funny i saw his tweet about that where he's like he's like have you heard about the new injustice game <laughs> it was a joke that a lot of people didn't understand that he uh, <laughs> you know he meant obviously mortal kombat 12 which they didn't even do it was announced on some stream or something like that i saw it we don't even need to talk about it but i saw like one of the most hilarious uh articles ever that was like jeff jeff grubb uh looks at looks at a rumor that there'll be a new switch in 2023 and i actually read it and it says absolutely nothing all it says yeah, that he heard there too. was a rumor of a thing and then he didn't think it was real it's like why is it this even an article rumor. like why yeah. is this even an article it doesn't tell you anything because it gets clicks i know it's so stupid though you're creating like how long before how long before we can just somebody will be like Trey says that AEW is getting a release date at Revolution because it probably well, is. There it is. I right mean, there. if you were, I I mean, if, you were <laughs> if you were a big enough like figure, no, I know you, that you would have to mean like something. Your opinion would mean something. You have to be on IGN. Simon Cowell like a... <laughs> says Ariana Grande is a total bitch. Like people are going to click on that. You have to they work together on the voice or whatever. Yeah, you have to like work for IGN for a year, and then and then everybody will just listen to you. Or whatever or you can just listen to us uh on on our patreon which is officially it was the anniversary today actually i don't know if you knew that i didn't know that i only know that because uh is it three years four years it was started in 2019 so it's four years old four years. our patreon is wow. well because we just hit it we just hit episode 47 which i guess should be 48 or something we might have lost track at the beginning there it took it took a while yeah. to get to get a any to you know to get a regular i'm a, i'm excited about episode 52 just because that's a year of normal episodes but as just bonus I mean, we should do something special for episode 50, I think. Yeah, sure. If you can think of anything, let me know, because I don't know. <laughs> we'll all drink Patron while we... Oh, God. Uh, we, we just we just recorded a, our uh, Patreon episode about our favorite Player 2 characters, so listen to that. At patreon.com slash Podcast, you can find it there. Also, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Jeremy's polls at jmaxstack. That sounds like such a dirty website. Come to Jeremy's polls, and you can find spelled- my... P A L L N. No, you, you can find me at uh, at Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter. Uh, I post stuff about streaming and all that. I didn't stream this week because I was doing the Patreon stuff, but I'll be back to play some more Metroid Prime Two. And you can find that at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and all that stuff. Thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next month and if next week. This isn't Patreon. We will see you next week. And if you wanna and if you wanna tell us what you think about our topics and all that, go to Facebook and join the Nintendo Main community page. We've had uh, people talking back on that and I really appreciate all of that. So thank you for letting us know how you feel and you know, responding to stuff so we can read it on the show and whatnot. But we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Hey, Rukowski. John Litter. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya!